Welcome to Dual Win Games episode 32. Today we review Gaia Project and we finally finish up the Board Game Geek Top 250 numbers 25 through 1. We are your hosts. Yeah, Ryan, Michael, and Tim. Welcome back again, Michael. Yay! It seems like every other episode now he's like yeah, skipping he's out. He's trying to leave and then he comes crawling back. Yeah, yeah I'm a part-timer. Yeah, I just, you know, when I feel like it. He always you know. thinks that the grass is greener and then he comes yeah, crawling back. back. Yep. Yep. Realize this is brown on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Speaking of being brown on both sides. Yep. We recently had a play yesterday of a new game, new, new to us. Yep. And that was Newton. Yeah, both boards are brown. Yeah. yeah both sides. Very, so that's very brown game. Very not... It doesn't maybe a little bit of tan in there for yeah, some color. maybe another color yeah. in there. Yeah. There's like a... There's like a, just a plain blue in there that really pops. Because <laughs> it's just very basic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So yeah, the theme is not there at all. No. I was super... I knew before getting and playing the game that there was no theme, yeah. but like when I heard about it, I'm like, oh, I like Luciani, and that theme is really cool. I wanted it to be yeah. thematic. You, know, you see yeah, the really box cover. Disappointing that it's, yeah. it's got that apple on it with his face. Yeah, the box cover looks, looks nice yeah, and cool. Yeah, you know, it's like a green apple. And yep. some red. It's just, But yeah, the theme was just non-existent. Which is too bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would have liked it to have some theme. Right. Yep. It's a unique theme, too. You know, It's nothing really... Right. So gameplay. I've played it a couple times. You guys have actually both played it once. Yep. I played it two player. I really enjoyed the the card play, how the card actions work. So what card you play might give you a little bonus at the top that you do, but the bottom is gonna show one of the symbols for actions and then you total up on your desk how many of that symbol you have and that's the power of the action. I really liked how that worked. Yeah. Yeah, how you can get you know, basically by the cards you get, then you can kind of customize how you want to play the game, you know, by getting, you know, if I want to get this, you know, bunch of books, uh, get, you know, get things that are going to work for that. So you can kind of build your hand to fit the way you want to play the game. Yeah, because one of the actions you can take is buying cards and that allows you to get more advanced cards, better cards. Uh, There's three different levels of cards as well. And at the end of each round, you're going to take one of the action cards you played tuck it under your desk and now that gives that action one more action point you know when you take that action in the future i like that aspect quite a bit too yeah so it'll boost it but also then you don't have one to play so you kind of you know how are you going to do that are you going to get get more cards so you can play that a lot and then have just have it be more powerful or maybe get rid of one you're not going to use a lot and just maybe use the joker thing if you need to use it that's it's pretty cool you know kind of unique the rest of the gameplay is for the most part you're moving up some tracks there's a work track there's technology track which you can branch off in some different areas there's a map where you're moving around and putting cubes out and then there's bookkeeping where you are basically fulfilling requirements to fill up your bookshelf to get some end of round points yeah Uh, so tim overall what'd you think overall i was very surprised how much i liked it I like you guys said. I like the card play. You're playing a card, and that's the action you're gonna take, and then you're gonna add up how many of the same symbol. So you know you start off just kind of taking basic actions, but then you know midway and then towards the end of the game, you're taking you know pretty big actions. You're getting you know pretty beefy cards when you do buy those. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you're moving around quite a bit, and that was my 
biggest mistake with the first game, just not knowing quite how it ramps up. And there were some things that I wanted to do, but the first few turns I tucked the wrong cards. So it didn't quite help me as much as it could have or should have. Uh, so it's one of those where... It's like that in any game. But, right. You know, first play, you're kind of feeling all the basics. You don't know the rules. Yeah, for the most you know, part, you're, you're just kind of playing mistakes. and you're, you're you don't know how, how to works. strategize. Really. Right. Yeah. yeah, and that's definitely not the game's fault. But like seeing that now, it's like, oh, I really want to mm-hmm. go back and play it again. And I want to play it like soon. So it's definitely like... It was one of my favorite games we played yesterday for our game days, and it was it's one that you know I want to get out again soon. Just just the the actions you take and all that stuff. I wish it was you know somehow with a little more theme and maybe some brighter colors yeah, on it would have really helped. It was pop. very yeah. brown and ugly, dull and looking, tan, dull. But and yeah, I wish there was more color. I wish it had some theme in there because I want that theme so much. But yeah. unfortunately, it's not there. But really, yeah. it stands on those mechanics so well that it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this is one that yeah that I, I think I could really like. The actions are pretty easy. And what, really I, are, yeah. what I like is the decision of what card do I buy, what card do I tuck, do I want to keep that card because I want to keep getting that bonus on the top because sometimes those bonuses are really nice, yeah. especially if you get the level three cards. And then, well, if I tuck that card, I got to buy a new one to take that action more. You know, that whole, the cards in the the card, the desk and all that is really the game mm-hmm. and what I really enjoy. Yeah, yeah real solid gameplay. So at the end of that game, Tim, yeah. um, we finished tallying up the final score. And the, so the score track is kind of weird on it because it goes to 50, and then the whole bottom of the board doesn't have any score. So you just like so jump over. So it looks worse, too, because you jump over to the other side. So you ended up, you got third. Yep. You got last. So I got third. I was around like 45 points. I didn't make that jump to the next side, just for the record. Yeah, so... Did Marv lap you? I know you did. I know I did, and I might almost did twice something. Yeah, he must have Marv too. was real close to or did. Yeah. So after we did the final score, Marv starts cackling. Yeah. And he's, he looks at you, and he's like, well, I don't know if you... <laughs> so I, I was sitting right next to him. It was a three-player game. And we finish up the score, and he's like, so what'd you think of that, Tim? <laughs> and he starts like just giggling yeah, at me, just was, glaring at me. He's like laughing hysterically at how like poor you did, and he's just giggling. Like he got wait. so much joy out of Tim doing that. Yeah, and he's just waiting for Tim to just start raging. <laughs> I don't. I think it's surprising. Like he almost like expected me not to like it because I got blown out. Yeah, so bad. because you lost and did poorly, he expected you to then hate the game. So then he's because... cackling. I'm like, yeah, I actually like that quite a bit. And, and like, of course, we took it to the next oh, yeah. level, and we're Ten just steps farther. We just ripping on him about that for like fifteen straight minutes. Like all he cares about is winning, and like we're just cackling away and just yeah. <laughs> hope you got blown out. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> yeah, it was after the game. It was probably a good five ten minutes of us being idiots, well, just joking yeah. around about it, going off on other tangents that probably shouldn't be said on air. But yeah, and I'm pretty sure any game we're gonna play now. If yeah. anybody beats Marv, it's going to be, you probably didn't like that, did you? <laughs> <laughs> What'd you think about that one, Tim? Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another stuff. A different play, now that we're... Yeah, so what's up next? 
Michael, you got something new to you? Well, and I think this is going to be new to you guys as well, um, but played a couple of two-player games of On Mars. Yeah, I played that. Yeah, I briefly yeah. talked about it in the last episode, but not much. Okay. So. Yep, if you would have listened, Michael, you would have known. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in it. Why would I listen to it? Oh, that's true. I thought you listened to the ones you weren't in. No, not anymore. He's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done listening to the episodes. <laughs> So what did you but think of On Mars, Michael? I, I like it quite a bit. Um, it's still one where definitely the first play, like, I knew how to do, yeah, I'd kind of watched a video, you know, Paul Grogren's video, which was really good, but there's so much going on in the game, and I kind of had some of the stuff down, but the, like, the blueprints and the scientists, I didn't have that as much down, so I didn't do much of that early in the game, any of it, and I think that kind of hurt later, um, you know, forward like the second play, I definitely felt like I understood the game better and like okay, I can put stuff together and and that's so I did much better in the second play and then I did worse again in the third one. I think it was one where like <laughs> now I really want to play and I want to do all these things. Like I kind of like was trying to do too much yeah. and you, you yeah, did what I would do. <laughs> yeah, just got too excited and just just went terrible again. But saw the shiny and the shiny ended up being pretty dull. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was a mirage. But I like the game quite a bit. I love the theme, and it's actually, you know, quite thematic yeah. in that for a Euro game, and mm-hmm. that which helps a lot. I think you know, being that it's that thematic for a theme, I really like. Yeah, uh, the Mars theme is pretty cool to me. So, yeah, I just love doing all the stuff. I just I want to play again and you know do better. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I like to I like to quite a bit. I like the actions okay. you take when you're. <clears throat> well, I I should say I like how the actions work. Where if you're Depending on if you're in orbit or yep. on the planet. Yep. If you're in orbit, yeah. there's a specific set of actions you can take, and then at some point you can move down to the planet and then take actions down there. I really like kind of how that works, and you're trying to time okay. out when to take the shuttle back. Maybe you couldn't take the shuttle, so maybe you're gonna use that. There is that special action where you could go down to the planet, or you could have a shuttle that spends one of your ships. Yeah. yeah, one of your own ships. Uh, I thought that was really cool. I've, I haven't really seen that. I mean, there's games where yeah. you do in seasons, but not where it's like... You choose when to yeah, go you back choose. and forth. Yeah. And you kind of had to plan, like, all right, so if I don't go now, then it's two more turns I have to be here. Like, what things can I do? Yeah. If I do move, well, you know, right away, it's, well, the next time I can come back, or I can do three, and got to think of that, oh, that bonus in there. And there's so much that's interconnected where, you know, I need these things, I need plants and water to be able to get a ship i forgot that one of the times too and then i didn't have the like the water something to do something i wanted and like oh shoot now i can't do that mm-hmm. we're you gonna know, be playing reviewing more. it next episode so don't oh <laughs> so okay. tone it down <laughs> yeah sorry sorry <laughs> sorry let's get get excited but yeah i kind of gave you a, sn- a sneak peek last episode um i enjoyed it you have to wait tim till next episode to see what i <sighs> You got that cliffhanger in there for us. I like that. Yep. So I gave you my initial impressions, and you'll have to see my final thoughts after more plays. Yeah, my initial impressions so far are positive. They're trending up. (laughs) So we'll see. Well, if you lose and lose badly, they will plummet, according to Marv. So we'll see how the review goes. And that's why we don't uh, base our ratings off of Marv's assumptions. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's true. 
It's actually yep. not the only thing in the game, whether you That's, win or lose. Yeah, it's, I, it's I actually care more about having fun, and fun <laughs> yeah. for me isn't always about winning. Right. <laughs> it helps. But it, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not bad to win, just... <laughs> yep. So, a new one, Tim, that we played was Zooscape. Yeah. It is a very light, short filler game. Yep. Uh, Aaron picked it up. Couple bucks, I think. Uh, taught it to us yesterday. Really beautiful art, I would say. I, I really Some like of the, it. Yeah, I really hate the, the look of the uh, your trainers or zoo uh, zookeepers or whatever they are. Yeah, that person's goofy. The Everything person, else looks really good. Yeah, the art on the people is bad, but the birds are really good. Or the animals, the that animals, mean, yeah, are really good. I would say even the hunter, because there's a hunter card in there that comes up. He looked, he looked good. There's yeah. a hunter, a little dog next to him. It almost might be too colorful. There's like there's like flamey, smoky stuff going all over the place, wispy. But you don't like that whole wispy, that big whisper, whimsical whisper art guy. It wasn't really whimsical no, too much though. No, I'm it just because the yeah yeah. I, no, I did enjoy the art. I liked it. It made me want to look at the art of evolution. Yeah, though, it had that vibe. Yeah, it had that vibe. Yeah. The colorful vibe. So I wanted to look at that art because yeah, I like that art. Kind of the watercolor more ish. <laughs> oh, you like that art better? I like that art better, evolution, yes. But I still liked this art. Yeah, I'd uh, have to look at them both again. Maybe I easily like the art. Evolution is great art. Yeah, I thought this was really good too. That's fine. Okay. Not the people. Well, just that one zookeeper just looked bizarre. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> gameplay. Um basically you're dealing out Whatever it is, nine cards. I don't remember exactly how many. You're dealing out some cards. Um, it's like five rounds, so each round or seven rounds, whatever it is. You're yeah. dealing out that many cards. Whoever is the uh, manager, whatever yep. it's called, uh, basically splits the the cards you dealt out, splits them up. Everyone picks uh, secretly one side of the cards that or once which side they want. They want the right or the left side. Reveal that at the same time. If no one wanted the side you picked, you get all the stuff. If people both pick the same side, the manager then deals out those, splits those up, and you just keep that process going. Yeah. Um, each card animal will show on it how many points it scores, and then there's a certain number of that animal you can hold. And if you have more than that, every single one of them will score you minus one point. Yeah. Um, you just tally up the score at the end. Most points wins, and birds are unlimited. You can have birds will just score whatever shown on them. Yep. Yep. So what'd you think? Uh, I thought it was pretty annoying. <laughs> <laughs> so the reason I say that is because literally every time, because you pick, we played it three players, so maybe it, it wouldn't be. Aaron kept saying, I really think it's going to be a lot better with. But I don't know, though. It's going to be worse, isn't it? Because it's always going to be. I would think. People tying up. You're going to get less animals, obviously. Yeah. So it's going to be more ties. So. Or like. Where my annoyance came in was, so the zoo manager picks where it splits, okay? And then you, the card shows left or right where it was split. So then you secretly choose your left or right card. Honest to God, every round, no matter what side I picked, I always matched with somebody else. So I okay. never got the full slate of cards on the other side. I always got you know, partial of the other side. Sometimes they'd come away with one card. Tim, there's at a, the, at the, the start strategy, of the round, you got to look and see what other animals people are going to be going for. And I did. And then all of a sudden, nope, there you go. There's, 
here goes Ryan walking off with six cards, and I'm still fighting over four of them with Aaron. And it, it was it was annoying. I didn't hate the game, but that's why I said annoying. I think it's the best word for me to describe it initially. Yeah, it wasn't a good game. Um, it wasn't terrible. Yeah, but it wasn't good at all. Um, you know, if we got five ten minutes to burn, there's a ton of other stuff I'd rather play. But I wouldn't, I guess, say no to it. Right. If we're, you know, like yesterday, we're kind of sitting around waiting for somebody to come out. Aaron had it in his bag. It was his pick day. Hey, let's play this. Sure, I'll I'll play. I'll you know I'll play through it. It's not gonna be one that I'm gonna request or yeah. you know be. But it was a pretty obnoxious, pointless game to me. Yeah. Didn't really. Yeah. I would agree. So that's Zoo-scape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so there's another zoo game, Zuloretto. What would you guys think compared to that? Which one did I you rather play? Zuloretto's far and away the better game. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I did like Zuloretto, so. Yeah. You might like this, but I don't know. Maybe not. I like annoying games, right? How <laughs> <laughs> was the teach on Zuloretto? Is that all over the map? That might have been one of the best teaches that he's had. Yeah, that was, okay. was a good teach. Well, another game that recently busted out, Pulsar 2849. Yeah, so that's a game where basically different uh, companies, uh, there's a little little map, you're rolling dice, picking, you know, that you can use then, you use those dice for actions, you get two actions, maybe a bonus action, but you're, um, different ways to score, there's, you know, getting you know, claiming pulsars and getting little gyrodyne things, which gets energy, which gets you points. And then there's um, different, you know, a bunch of different tracks that you can, can go on to get points and stuff with them. Uh, there's, you know, the more planets you visit will get you points at the end of the game. There's goals, you know, lots of different ways to score, but just kind of, you know, flying around a little map as well. Um, using dice for that. Um, have your own personal little tech tree too, um, where you do actions. Your headquarters do actions there. Um, but I, I I like the game. I like the 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 mechanic where you're picking the dice. Basically, for a two player game, you throw out seven dice, shake them, and depending on whether dice are rolled high or low, you kind of set a point. You know, say it's at between three and four. So if you take something to the right, a higher number, you know, the higher numbers are typically better. So if you pick something to the right of that six, for example, you're going to move, you know, on two different tracks: initiative and uh, kind of a technology like resource. I think it's engineering. Engineering. Yeah, where you're getting cubes to help do actions and stuff. But you have to move right on those tracks, which is bad. If you take a lower number, which typically isn't as good for actions, if depends, you take a lower. Yeah. yeah, it depends. Like sometimes you need something specific, yeah. but in general, it's it's better to have the higher ones. But if you take a lower one. You move right on those tracks, which is good. So it's kind of that, you know, do, how do I want to do this? You know, is there a, a low number action I can do to help me move this way? Or do I really need to do this high number one and take that and kind of hurts me in this way? So it's kind of a good, you know, mechanism for, you Balancing know. Balancing out balance, the yeah, dynamics. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. For me, it felt like it did. Um, I really like this one a lot. It's like dice drafting, point salad, basically. Yep. You get 16 actions in the game, two each round, and then each round you can work hard and try to get one bonus action. So you're not getting a lot of actions. Um, you know, you're scoring a lot of points, though. You know, you're getting big points yep. here and there. Um, the end game scoring, I love the variability of the setup. There's tons of 
variability of the you got your own little personal board you got the tech board that's out there the end game scoring i enjoy it it's tight you know i'm sitting there man i just want more dice i want to do more actions and yeah because cool. there's only two maybe three things to do and like a gyrodyne thing you know to get that going you score points every single round you have one but it's tough to go you have to land on the thing you have to get the gyrodyne thing and then you have to get it spinning so it's three different things basically and you only have two maybe three actions so like it's you know because there's a lot of stuff you want to do and like you got to get the right dice roll sometimes and you can there are you know the the things where you can adjust the the dice you know those little tokens you can get to adjust those but that you know it's some sort of an action you have to do to get some of those so it's yeah, it's like looking at that setup every time, seeing like what are those end game goals? You know, how are the different the round actions that you can do there? You know, what just kind of deciding how you want to approach each game is different too. Yeah, I think there's a number of different strategies. I really like yeah. really like the game. Um, it's been on my wish list for quite a while. Never actually bought it. You ended up getting it, Michael. And mm -hmm. you know, one of the reasons I think I didn't get it is because when you when you look at the game, it just looks overwhelming. You know, it looks different than any other game. There's just there's lines all over the place. There's colors yeah. everywhere. There's these weird boards set off on the side. So it's like, I don't know what's going on. This I, yeah, I just I think I'd like it, but I just I'm done. I'm not getting it. Yeah. So I'm glad I finally got to play this, and it's it's not overwhelming. You know. No, once you get through, you know, get an idea of the rules, like, once you're going, like, all the symbols then start making sense because a lot of them are kind of the same. Like, they're not too tough. It's not too tough to pick up on most of the stuff. No, and, and they got good reference aids. Uh, CG always does a really oh, good job. Yeah. The back of the rule book always has all the icons for the game on it, and then there's that little pamphlet with the different tech trees. Yeah, so it says what, what every single, do. exactly what yep. those actions do, and it's really easy to reference. So that that helps a lot with it because at first I got stuff out, and I'm like, oh, God, this is going to be tough, but it's... It's not bad at all. Yeah, so I played a few times, and I'm itching, itching to play again. Yeah, I'd like to play it at the kind of the three player versus just having the two, the three or four player, and see how that yeah kind of compares. Tim? Yeah, you picking up what we're laying down at all, or are you bowing out? No, I was somewhat listening, but I'm looking at these pictures on Board Game Geek, and they look awesome. Yeah, it looks really cool and overwhelming yeah. to me. Like yeah. when you at first glance, mm -hmm. but yeah, it looks different you know yeah like the colors are, are i like the colors kind of pop on that too with oh the, yeah as far as your player stuff you know the cubes and the, all that kind of kind of thing yeah i you know i'm not sh sure about the dice placement um kind of how that works well, it's not dice placement it's not drafting but yeah placement, you really, but yeah um you're sketchy on dice i am in a euro but you know maybe you know, with a few things, I, I would definitely want to try it. You know, it's not something that I'm, like, trying to run away from or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, when Michael finally shows up to one of our game days. Yeah, we'll see when that I'd, happens. I'd love to, uh, love to try it out. Probably would have picked it yesterday if he was there. Hmm. So before we move on, we have a little giveaway to announce. What do you got, Tim? What are you giving away? I... Or what are we giving away? We... I, whichever. We've decided to give away my copy of Lords of Waterdeep with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and the broken token insert that is inside of it. Wow. That's pretty incredible. That's pretty big. Inserts can be real, 
Real nice. The beef yeah. insert. That's a little addition. I think the it's, it's expansion's good. essential to the game. Yep. So. And it's uh, it's a lot of people like this game. How noble. Thank you. Of you. <laughs> okay. To of have us? us give it away. <laughs> <laughs> this is from all of us, for sure. Definitely yeah. all of us. So if you are interested in entering our Lords of Waterdeep giveaway, you can email us, dualwindgames at gmail.com. And I guess in the subject, you could just put Ryan's Roundtable. And basically, we're going to be collecting some more topics for that part of our show. Once in a while, we do a Ryan's Roundtable where we basically just have a blitzkrieg of topics that get rattled off. Yeah, and we short just topic kinda, questions. Yeah. Yep. yep. Could be anything. You know, generally board game related, but, you know, if there's something not board game related. You know, right. So just... Free. Just email us. Just whatever you want to ask us about. any question you want. Yep. You can ask us a few questions, however you want to do it. Yep. You know, if you want to shake something out, board game related, a couple non-board game, whatever. Yeah. So just email us, and you'll be entered into our giveaway. Uh, and the giveaway is starting on March 13th. And we will end it on April 11th is what the final day or final day? Yeah. Yeah, so April 11th is a final day, and then for episode 35, we will announce the winner on that episode. All right, sounds good. So you got a chance to win Lords of Waterdeep with the Scoundrels of Skullport expansion and Tim's wooden insert that is already <laughs> put together inside the game. It is. <laughs> I will note that one of the corners when I initially got the game oh, no. of the box is just a little dinged in. Oh, metal coins? No, I don't uh, know. What crappy giveaway <laughs> <No>. is this? <laughs> <laughs> nope, no metal coins, nothing that crazy. Dented I box. I didn't upgrade the meeples either, the wooden cubes. I'm done. So. <laughs> what kind of. You don't have to enter, Ryan crummy free giveaway is this <laughs> <laughs> so i think it's time for us to move on to the review today you guys ready let's do it what are we reviewing tim we're gonna review gaia project huh well since you won't allow me to play <laughs> that game i think i'm gonna bow out here just uh let you guys yeah let you guys go for it and then i'll uh mosey on back for the uh for the finale of our top 250. Should do that Board more Game often. Geek. No kidding. And not allow me to play games. Yeah. yeah. I like how he cool. tries to blame us. He goes yeah. off to Chicago. Oh, it wasn't for, uh, us. It wasn't us. It's just you, Tim. You're the <laughs> oh, one that won't allow me to play <laughs> Gaia Project. You so. could have picked it. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Yep. Gaia Project was designed by Jens Drogmiller and Helga... Ostertag and published by Z-Man Games in 2017. It plays one to four players in 60 to 150 minutes. Gaia Project is a competitive game in the line of Terra Mystica. In it, players will take control of factions with powerful special abilities trying to terraform neighboring planets. The game will last six rounds and the player with the most points wins. In the game, players will take actions to research, technology, terraform a new planet, upgrade a building, form a federation, as well as some other options to perform on their turn. Each round, players will be scoring a specific objective. At the end of six rounds, 
final scores will be tallied and the federation with the most points is declared as obviously the most developed faction and therefore victorious. So we got Gaia Project. I'm sure I butchered the designers' names there, but I tried my best. Um, yeah. Tim, what do you think about the production quality? I like it. It looks uh, looks good. It, to me, it looks cool on the table. You know, when I have it all set up, the uh, the space tiles that are out there, you know, they look good. The planets pop with the obviously the black background with the little stars. I really like the buildings. The little plastic buildings that everyone gets that you put out there that, you know, they produce you different, uh, different goods. Uh, I mean, all in all, I think it's really good quality. The, the player boards, the map tiles are good, thick quality. Uh, really no complaints. Yeah, I'd agree. I guess I was kind of surprised a little bit at how nice it looked. Um, the yeah. art on the boxes, I like that. You know, it looks cool. Planets, like you said, the map tiles, all the buildings that you put out there. And it looks like a, I haven't played Terra Mystica, but it looks like aesthetically wise for most, at least for me, mm-hmm. a big upgrade from that. Yeah. Um, I know that has wooden components, you know, for the buildings and stuff. That's a personal preference for people. But I like how these plastic buildings look, uh, but the map looks really nice and the player boards and stuff. Yeah. Rulebook? There are some things that are very odd about it. So, for instance, we just played before we came down into the studio here. So it was about the final scoring. We had a question on uh, how scoring worked at the very end. So there's round objectives that come out, and then there's also game objectives. So the game that we had, uh, every time you have a building on a green planet, you get to go up on this little tracker. So there's two trackers they're always kind of random at the start of the game. Uh, and whoever's highest on this track at the end, they're going to score 15 points. I think it goes 15... 18, 12, 6. 18, yeah, okay, that's it. And so we weren't sure if there's a tie, right? And it states in the rule book: in case of a tie, for each tied player, add the victory points for the highest remaining rank. Divide the total points evenly among those players. Yeah, when it's worded that way, it's very confusing. Then you you looked at the so, example. Yep, right under it, it shows the example where if one if two people are tied for first, you take the eighteen and the twelve is thirty, and you divide that by two. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. That's great. That's clear. Yeah. That's, Right. Without that example, though, it's like, wait, what exactly do we divide? Yeah. It just really... That's that's just one glaring example. Because technically, you could look at it like remaining, so you could go first, second, and third, just add them all up and divide that. But you could misinterpret it pretty easily. Right. But So, you know, that's one, that's probably my biggest complaint, um, at least that specific one. There are a few things that are kind of out of place. I wish they would have been a little differently, like how it shows, you know, the end of the round, what you do for cleanup and stuff. And then in the front of the book, it has the, you know, the income, what you do for that during the Gaia step. So 
you it, to me the first few games at least I was flipping back and forth a lot trying to figure out because I, I wish it was on the back of the page the last page in the rule book now they really have a good you know round scoring they explain all that kind of stuff on the back the tech tiles so it's not just wasted space yeah but even like a little card too would have helped yeah that. so there's just a few little things uh you know I be getting a little nitpicky on it but it's uh overall though i think the rule book was pretty good once i you know read through it a few times yeah and... for a pretty heavy game you know what i mean it seems yeah to play pretty smoothly obviously we had especially the first couple times millions of questions but that's just learning yeah the game and yeah. stuff theme yes do you feel it space it's your theme it is you know the components really help seeing the little galaxy out there this is some big buildings on a planet yeah there i don't think that's the scale no no i think you're right on that <laughs> you got like a little tiny just uh, a little like asteroid with a like giant a microscopic <laughs> little building that you're putting on the yeah that'd be kind of weird but no that's obviously that's you know abstracted yeah but, you know theme wise though i feel it a little bit you know maybe because i'm researching different stuff and then uh you know i can't move very far right away so i have to get my research for the movement up farther and then i'm spending more points to terraform but really you could put almost any theme on this so i can't really say it's super thematic uh I, obviously i like the theme because i'm you know one of those space guys but uh it's there but it's not super there Okay, so for me, a question I have is QICs. Yeah, the quantum um, intelligence cubes. Gaia formers. The, yep, the Gaia formers. Are those supposed to be real things, or is that like terminology that they made up to make the game, just to make the it harder to understand? It, That's it's, what it's probably just to throw you off, Ryan, Okay, I would assume. All right. Uh, I'm guessing it's just for thematic reasons. That's all. Okay, so that's it's made up stuff, but like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty frustrating. Is <laughs> the game's already like hard enough to understand? Yeah. So I got enough coming at me, and then they're throwing terminology that I don't even like have any sort of nothing I can reference to like what that means. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you got a heavier game and. You get your own made-up universe, but a lot of times they'll use, usually, not always, but usually they'll use terminology you're familiar with a little bit. Mm -hmm. But you're throwing around Gaia formers and <laughs> QICs and stuff like that. And I'm like, I, what? <laughs> so that part. Yeah, I could tell you'd always get frustrated when yeah. I would. Uh... But uh, theme, yeah, I guess I'm somewhere in the ballpark of you. I, it's there, but don't, you know, it's... It's barely there. It's mostly aesthetically there. Like you said, you know, the planets look nice and that stuff. So I would say low end, definitely of being thematic. Do you have a uh, sticky index for us? It's when you're trying to put down a Gaia former. Okay. And it just there's a QIC in the way, and it just you can't make your you can't terraform it because you're on the wrong planet. <clears throat> But you have to spend the QIC to place your Gaia former. Yeah, you you, uh, you got it wrong. You know when you, I don't know. I got nothing. Okay. At all. 
Yeah, I was no. weak. Okay. But so gameplay? Yeah. What does the gameplay grab you? It gra- Does that terraform your brain? It does. It really did. When I first read the rules, I felt like I had an understanding of how everything worked. Uh, and then we brought it out. Like you played some games like in your head and you understood like, oh, I got this. Yeah, You know you do that yeah. when you when well, you first get a game. When you're daydreaming about playing it. Yeah, you like, oh, you can't wait to play it. You even set it up and just look at the components and then you kind of like go through and you know, try to like, okay, what questions might come up that maybe the rules didn't reference? Maybe I got to yeah. look on something else. And I felt pretty good. And then we brought it out a couple of years ago at Gamehole Con. You remember that game? I remember. It was brutal. It was real bad. Um, late at night. Yep. You know, our second night there, late at night at a convention. We're tired. We're satchy. Yeah. Two players, you were shaking around on explaining it. I wasn't grasping it. I have a hard time with that anyways yeah. until I get going and I ask tons of questions then. That's mm-hmm. the way I learn. So it was like just a bumbly. Yeah. So then you, you're you not like even able to play the game or understand what's going on because I'm, I'm shaking questions at you like left and yeah, right. And you're, you're like ripping, <laughs> ripping through the rule book yeah. every two minutes. Because the game that I thought I knew... <laughs> Yeah. was not the game we were trying to play. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a definitely a bad experience. I had been looking forward very much to playing Gaia Project for mm-hmm. a long time. I almost, you know, you ended up buying it. I was strongly considering having buying it myself. Yeah, many times. So yeah, that first initial was just like, oh boy. Yeah, uh, take a step back here. Yeah, we're gonna have to play that again. You know, get the rules down and things like that yeah and then we played it again and i obviously with more plays i've been enjoying it more been getting a lot more comfortable with the rules the different goofy terminology makes more sense uh so basically what you're doing you're going to start with a couple basic buildings on the board you're going to have mines right yeah yeah yep mines your home planets yep and then you're you're basically branching out if you can, you're moving to new planets. You might have to terraform the planets by spending some ore to be able to turn the planet into basically a survivable planet for you or your race. And then you're building up buildings. You're upgrading those buildings to something else and eventually creating federations, which give you federation tokens that give you victory points or more stuff. Also, you're moving up these tracks. So there's, I'm not even sure how many tracks. Six, maybe? Yeah, six or seven we'll tracks. Six. Yeah, six sounds about right. Yeah, six. Six tracks. Yep, there's six tracks. Don't look. <laughs> Don't fact check us on that one. So there's six tracks, maybe, that you move up. As you move up, you're getting different bonuses. You might get more income from some. You might get, uh, maybe you could move your ships farther or you can basically reach farther out into the universe. Yeah, it makes it easier for you to either terraform or colonize yeah. as well as income on a lot of them or getting more knowledge, which helps you move up on those tech tracks. Yep. So you're you're watching those, you're moving up on those, trying to nab up more points. There's tech tokens you can get, which give you maybe some income, maybe different bonuses at different times. 
and then the different scoring tracks. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot to watch. But once we grasped the concept of how everything worked, it's a game that I really enjoyed that it just kind of, you're going out, you're trying to build up your, basically your infrastructure, you're getting better stuff. I really like the decisions. So if you build a mine, you can upgrade the mine into a trading post and that gives you a different good. Different type of income. Yeah, different type of income. Instead of ore or whatever yeah. it is. But then you're, when you upgrade to that trading post, your mine goes back on your player board, so it covers up that income that you were getting before. So you got to try to like balance out when you're going to upgrade those t- buildings because maybe you wanted to wait around to get income on this, and maybe a scoring tile kind of plays along with it. So there's just a lot to kind of consider the actions that you do. Some of the things I really like is, obviously, I like the tech tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can decide what you want. You do want to get a lot more income and a lot more knowledge, um, help move your power around, or get more of those QICs, some ore, make you know colonizing and terraforming easier. So you have a lot of options there. Um, the t- once you get to the top of the track, you're if you have a federation, you know, you're going to get a nice bonus. You get to pick some different things moving up those tracks. So that's always interesting. Um, I really enjoy the scoring at the end of each round and as well as the end game scoring. So you can plan, okay, which rounds do I want to try to score a bunch of points in and set myself up for those? Or do I want to go for end game scoring, a combination? Because you're not going to be able to, you can get a few points each round, but it's better if you're like planning, okay, round three, I'm really going to go for that one and round five or however you want to do it. Yeah. Yeah, as well as grabbing your round bonus is interesting too, especially if you can combo that with either something you really need or comboing it with scoring that has taken place that round. Yeah. So you're just getting double points, you know. Um, I like all of that. Um, it reminds me, the end of round scoring, I really liked it in Clans of Caledonia. Um, I I imagine Terramisca is the same. I haven't played it. I imagine it has that too. I like that in games where they have, you know, end of each round, you're going to be scoring for this. You can kind of plan short and or long term. Mm-hmm. Um, the stuff on the map that's the part of the game I probably like the least uh, maybe if I start doing it I did it the last couple games quite a bit but maybe the more I do it the more I'll enjoy it but I really like the tech stuff I like how the income works on your player board you know you get those buildings out and then whatever is taken off you're going to get that specific income I like that it sucks though like oh I upgraded this mine I get some money but now I don't get that ore. Yep. Like, did I, which one do I want? Well, I want both. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to go build again. So it's like yeah. the game is really tight and it's a struggle, especially the first couple rounds. It's like the first one, two actions or something and yeah. you feel just like weak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. But then when you get those rounds where you can like, when the other players go out, and you keep doing actions, it, it almost makes you feel smart or like, you know, like you're really accomplishing something like you're, yeah. you set yourself up for that turn. Yeah, it does. It's a satisfying feeling. And then some rounds you're saving up a bunch of stuff to do more the next round because you want to go for points in that round or just different things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's restricting. It feels kind of restricting to me. Um, usually it's in a good way. Sometimes it can be frustrating, but not 
frustrating to the point where I don't enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, and I would agree. It does, you know, if you don't time stuff out right or have, you know, planned out a few rounds ahead, you know, there's times where you could be like one or short of doing what could really, really score you a bunch a of points. Yeah. So, yeah, there there are times where it's like, oh, it's kind of frustrating, but then when you hit it, it feels you plan just everything that out just perfectly. Better. Yeah. How do you feel about power? I think it's Terramisk. It's called Power Balls, but the uh, yeah, the it's power. It's power. Okay. How do you feel about that in this game? I would almost say I think that's that's one of the parts of this game that I really don't. Not that I don't care about it. I just I tend to not do it as much. For me, it's not as interesting as you know building out into the different planets or doing the tech tracks. You know, the Power Bowls, it's kind of their own thing. You know, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with some of the other stuff. Uh, but I tend to not do much of it at all. So that's... Yeah, it it can give you more flexibility, and yeah. I see the usefulness of it. Yep. It seems like the last one we played, I went really hard for it because it just helped with my faction with specializing in that. You know, each power is worth more and yeah. getting knowledge by spending the power and stuff. But it's it's like if you go for it, it feels like you have to plan kind of your whole game around the power thing. And that was one of those things, like those bowls and stuff, when I was looking into this in Terra Mystic, I was really excited about. And like when we did it, it was just seemed more, just more convoluted, more confusing, or just like boring than I thought it would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah, not to I, say it's not not interesting, and you can really manipulate it to your benefit. Right, and I, I, I don't. I think saying it's boring is too harsh, because it wasn't as fun. Yeah, but to do as I thought it would be. In a way, I I agree with you though, because it was the least interesting part of the game. I think because I liked the other parts so much, that I think that's where it kind of fell. It was kind of like ah, eh, you know, I'll do it. And obviously it would depend on what faction I had, too. Some yeah. of the factions focus on it. Some of them don't at all. So it's like, well, if my faction doesn't focus on it, if they're doing something else, I never really ventured to do it much. Yeah. Now, how do you feel about the factions and their abilities? Obviously, they're very powerful. Do you feel that it it's nice to give a direction when playing the game, but do you feel it gives you too much, like, you get this faction and you're going to be doing you that. Know, like, you're really going to be focusing on that, where you don't, you're, you know, the script is already written, so to speak. Not really. For the most part. I, I never felt that, because what you do is we would always basically deal out randomly a faction. So there's seven factions in the game. There's seven player boards in the game, and they're double-sided. So there's 14 factions. Yeah, so there's 14 factions. So... What you could, what we could do is, as long as you know the game, when you get your player board, you can pick what side. So, I could be wrong, but I I believe they're fairly they're different enough where, you know, if you don't like using the power tiles, or the you know the power bowls, you really it's not like you're forced to do it. You're not, you know, that's what you're gonna do. It just kind of yeah. I mean, I think it's more. Obviously, the scoring setup has a lot to do with what you're going to be doing in the game, yeah. too. But to play well, you probably need to manipulate your faction most likely, I think. Yeah, take advantage I would agree. of 
their stuff. Yeah, the first couple times we played, I was just like, uh, what is this guy? I know some of them are more straightforward to use, yeah. and some are probably a more, little more powerful than others. Who knows? Um, they are, because it tells you in the rule book, your first game, use these factions. And then afterwards, then mix in, because some of them are pretty complex. You know, it's not like they're going to be over-the-top difficult, but there's there's a difference. Okay. I think that's all I got. Yeah? I think that about sums it up. It's pretty close. Do the final ratings? We can get into it. All right, Tim. It's your game. Okay. It's definitely a game that I like. Even, you know, I, I say that the Power Bowls and that whole aspect of the game is my least favorite. But that's like saying it's my, you know, least favorite cookie or you know, <laughs> cake or something. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, I don't know if do you like cookie and cake. I guess we'll find out here. Well, stay tuned. Don't don't turn <laughs> off the uh, dial. Stay yet. tuned for yeah. another thirty seconds. <laughs> but it uh, the another issue I had quote issue was obviously that learning curve. That the first few games we played, it was like, yeah, I I feel like I really like it. I like what I'm doing. But there's just so much going on. There's a lot to grasp in it. You know, we never played Terra Mystica, so we were kind of jumping into it without knowing how yeah. these mechanics work and how they go together. So it was something completely new. But once we got into it and we started playing more and then getting into the different factions and, you know, just the different variety that the game brings, it's something that I, I really like. I really enjoy getting it back out. It's one of those games where, you know, when we get done playing, you know, we always joke, too, that I'm horrible at the game because I am. But <laughs> we always joke that, you know, Ryan's going to have to teach me how to play properly. And it's one of those things, like, I play really bad, but then afterwards it's like, okay, I almost want to play it again because I'm, like, fresh on the rules now. Maybe I can play better next time you know play I can, somebody who hasn't played before and just demolish them and that wouldn't work for me it would if you're it, fresh you think it would yeah you just teach them poorly that's true <laughs> maybe i could play my i could teach my seven-year-old how to play yep. and then just stomp on him <laughs> just yep. yell at him when he's getting rules wrong <laughs> so so my final rating i put it right at about a nine it's one i so really this enjoy is a, and, this is a cookie that's Top-notch cookie. It's a, it's a sweet, sweet cookie. Okay. Yeah, I kind of have an ebb and flow with this game. My final rating, you're going to have to stay tuned for it, Tim. You're going to have to listen to me ramble a little bit. Okay. I'll first, sit back. I'm going to buckle in. Like we talked about right away, first play of this was real frustrating for me. Um, I was expecting a lot out of the game. It was one of those like, oh, this you know, this might hit my top 10 of all time. You know, I'm really looking forward to this. So, that w But I knew we needed to play it again. So, you know, it, it improved with future plays. I like a lot of the game. There's parts I get frustrated where they feel too restricted by, like, the building is just super tough. I mean, yeah, you can focus on it. You can get, I think, I think I've gotten three federations out. I'm sure you can get more than that if you're good at the game and know what you're doing and stuff. But, yeah, it's, I enjoy it. I always have some rules questions exactly how stuff works it seems like a lot of times our plays are spread out too not consistently enough yeah i guess my final rating would be a seven and a half um first time i played it was probably a seven so it's definitely gone up it's close to an eight 
you know, if we keep playing this relatively consistently, I could see this going up to like an eight and a half possibly. I I think I would enjoy it more and more the more I play it. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those games that if I don't play it often enough, my rating kind of drops. But if I'm playing it consistently, rules are fresh, I'd probably rate it higher. We'll never know unless we are playing it more consistently. Yeah. So I I'm guess. gonna I'm gonna say seven and a half. Okay. Uh arrow pointing up. So trending up. That's good. Trending up the track. <laughs> yep. So to speak. Yep. Do you think it hurts the game that you seem to be better than everyone else in our group at it? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've only played it with a few of us in the group, a handful. It seems like you tend to win. Yeah, I haven't lost. <laughs> Not that I'm being a, keep a track. <laughs> um, no. No, I like winning. Yeah. I, I like losing, too. You like losing? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's nice to, you know, lose and then think, okay, what am I going to do? a little what bit. Can, yeah, what am I going to do next game? You know, how am I going to get back in there and win, you know? Or yeah. What do I need to change? I really like the variability, though, on the scoring of the game a lot. That's one of my the big things I really like. I like yeah. how the income works and the tech tracks. I really the other stuff is the stuff that I'm like just kind of lukewarm on. I don't the stuff yeah. on the map, the Power Bowl stuff, all that. I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's fine, but I don't. I'm not getting into it. You right. Know? So, I I figured I'd bring it up because yeah, I didn't really answer your question. Well, yeah, because <laughs> you know the whole Marv thing earlier. <laughs> so I wanted to see if it went the other way as well. Yeah, that's true. Last year, we reviewed Altiplano and Blackout Hong Kong, Tim. Yeah. How do you feel about those now? How do you feel about Altiplano? Good. I still like it. I played it just a few months ago. Uh, I taught wow. some people in our group. I want to play. It was fun. I think, I've, I think I've played it once since we okay. reviewed it. I have not played with the traveler i have the traveler expansion have not used it yet but it um yeah it's one that it's still proudly on my shelf i enjoy playing it i feel like it's one of those games where it doesn't get out as much as it should i agree with that i'm always thinking about it once in a while like oh man i could really play that and then i always think of orleans at the same time because they're similar obviously mm-hmm. but they're definitely different enough so you can own both or yeah have both in the group yeah I think a lot of times, if we have two or three, it'd be good to want to try out. I wouldn't want to play with more than that because the game definitely can feel or be too long, especially when you have four. But it is one I definitely would like to play more than we have. Yeah. So speaking of a game that I think we should play more of, that leads us to Blackout Hong Kong. I think I maybe played it once since we reviewed it. I'm not 100% sure. But again, it's one of those, you know, I really enjoyed it. I still like to get it out. I still want you to pick it for our game days. But it, for whatever reason, it just, it seems to be like in that same yeah. zone as Altiplano. It's where it's close where it's, with Altiplano. It's that second tier where you're, th- you're always thinking about it, but you never actually commit yeah. and pick it and play it. Um, I've played it quite a few times actually since our review, but I've played a couple solo games Okay. I've taught Michael and my wife as well, so I played it. How does it play so, solo then? It wasn't that good. It wasn't like bad, but 
it's hard for me to judge it because I'm not much of a solo player. Um, it was quite a while ago. I think you... I think it's just a keep track of your score. I can't remember, though, honestly, because it's been so long since okay. I played it solo. So I'm probably wrong on that. Um, so, yeah, it's still one I really enjoy, just like Altiplano. Um, I have played that one quite a bit more than Altiplano, so, but I could play them both. Well, if that concludes our review, let's move on to the last leg of the Board Game Geek Top 250. Let's do it. So we're looking at 25 through number one. And that was on August 9th of 2019 is when we freeze-framed the top 250. Yeah. So obviously it changed since then, but you know it's pretty similar, and we're going through now. Yeah. And I'm back. Oh. Hey. Hey, oh. everybody. <laughs> well, welcome back, me? I guess. <laughs> so number 25, we got Agricola. Um, this is one I have not played. Uwe Rosenberg and it's kind of medium heavy, so I'd like to try it. You know, I've heard it's very uh, punishing. I'd still like to try it out. What do you think, Tim? How does that grab you? You know, I don't know. I I think I tight I, punishing. Yeah, I want to try it, but I've always heard it's kind of like punishing. So it's one of those things. Do it's been called misery farming. Yeah. Do I want to be miserable? When I farm, I could just go chase my goats around yeah, and be you're miserable. Kind of, you were miserable yesterday. Yeah. Oh man, that was pretty annoying. <laughs> Let's not get into that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm definitely interested in, in this game. I'm surprised you and haven't gotten it yet. You've, yeah. We've been talking about it a lot. We've talked about it's, it all the time. I'm surprised I haven't gotten it either. It's definitely <laughs> up on the list. So, well, What are you, you know, waiting for? I don't know. It's just kind of getting other stuff, I guess. But but yeah, interested in the, you know, planting crops, getting resources, getting animals. You know, kind of like Caverna in that sense, but like less of a kind of do what you ever want. You you whatever you want you kind of gonna get specific things and that but but yeah i'm sure at some point i'll you know get that played and should be a good one i think we'll see but so number 24 on the list is mage knight the board game so i suppose we can buckle in and let uh michael go hog wild it's one of his favorite games yeah it's a kind of a very heavy kind of epic fantasy game you know going around fighting stuff and very steep learning curve for it, so it's not an easy one to get into. There's lots of lots of small little intricate rules and stuff, so it's one you have to play a few times to kind of kind of get it down. Uh, there's a lot of different scenarios. I haven't played a ton of different scenarios, maybe maybe like three different ones, but I just enjoy the ones I have played so much. I'm not bored of them to start trying some of those other ones yet, and that so. Yeah, you kind of have your own deck, you kind of customize it because you get other cards and you get units, and it's a fun game, real fun game. Yeah, it's one I really enjoy. Basically, my biggest complaint and almost my only complaints are, so the rulebook is good when you're reading it straight through. When you're going back after a long break and playing it again, I feel like Aaron. I'm flipping through the pages left and right, flopping all yeah. over, trying to find stuff. But when I'm playing the game, I love it, and if I'm staying fresh on it, it's kind of like that guy project thing. I think maybe if I stay fresh, my enjoyment, my rating trends up. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've played it enough where I have most all the rules down pretty well. But if there is something I don't know, like it's tough finding finding stuff in those books. There's, you know, really big and very, the rule book, rule book is very text heavy and just not the easiest to find things. Yeah. It's one I've played a few times. I, 
I liked it. I just don't know how much I like it or how much I don't like it. You know, it's kind of in that middle ground where I don't know quite yet. You know, do I feel, sometimes I feel like it's almost too heavy for what I want it to be. Mm, okay. Uh, and then, you know, because I've played it once and then six months later I played again. And then, you know, so I have those long layoffs where I don't play it. So maybe I'm like you, Ryan, I need to play it more consistently. And then, you know, I can actually decide where I'd like this game. Yeah, I've played solo and cooperative each time, quite a few times. I have not played competitive yet. I'd like to try that out. That was mm-hmm. basically my last thought. Yeah, I haven't done that either. It's, it's one where I, I think it's better at lower player counts. Oh, you know, yeah. It's yeah. my favorite one-player game easily. That yeah, I would, I, never like play, I would never play with more than two. One or two. Yeah, like I'd maybe play it three, but... If everyone knew it. Yeah, but it's it's just tough. You know, four players is just too... It's not a game for four players, even three. Ed, nah. But uh, then we got number 23, Caverna, the Cave Farmers, another Uwe Rosenberg game. Yes. Kinda. One that we reviewed. Yep. So we don't, don't go, need to go into it too much, but another one where, like kind of mentioned earlier with the farming, the animals, resources, you also, you know, going exploring and... The rubies are, are nice, the kind of the wild card thing that you can get just kind of kind of helps with that. It's kind of a fun thing to have. And, you know, unlike Agricola, the, there's still feeding with it, but it's not that punishing. You know, it's not it's not that difficult to, to have enough to feed. Um, so, and you'll have animals, too, that you can use. So not that big of a deal. Yeah. Not a, not a main part of the game, basically. Yeah, I'd like to play Caverna again uh, right now. Yeah, it's been a little while since I've played it. Mm-hmm. Played it quite a bit when I first started and after we reviewed it. So I'm ready to play it again. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, I'll play. Bust it out. But in the meantime, why don't you tell us about number 22, Ryan? That is Puerto Rico. Uh, I played it a couple times, Game Hole Con a couple years ago. Um, I do enjoy it. I somewhat considered you know, now and then picking it up. I haven't. I know the expansion adds all new buildings, so it kind of changes the... So it maybe won't feel as scripted after you play the game a bunch of times. There might be strategies that are the best strategy to do. Go off these specific. Yeah. I kind of felt like that might be the case. You know, I just played it the twice too, but I thought that might be the case if. But that expansion should, I'm assuming, helps with that quite a bit. Yeah. So I'm still, you know, I'm still learning the strategies of the game. So I still like to keep playing. Um, I would, I'd play this right now too. Yeah. Yeah, I like the kind of that that action thing where you're picking different actions and like the the first player gets a little bonus on it um then everyone else can still do the the action though for for the most part with it so that's kind of a nice little thing there and um you know selling shipping goods and getting buildings and stuff so it's definitely what i'd i need to play that again or ryan you need to pick that up so i can play it again i was thinking you're gonna pick it up with the expansion i thought i was supposed to get agricola you're getting this too yeah, Man. come on. Pull your weight around here, would you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right. Let's yeah, see how this it is. is uh, it's a game I played once, maybe twice. At once. Like, once, yeah. Okay. I couldn't quite remember. I know I played it before. I I liked it. Uh, I can't remember a whole lot about it, but uh, I remember liking the experience of it. So I would play it again if you had it here right now. you got to get this, Michael, because i got New Frontiers, and that's space theme, but relatively similar. So, I mean, this is you're, you're supposed to this pick is this on, one this up. This is on me. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Well, that's thanks okay. for letting me know. Yeah. 
Let's move on to our number 21, and that is Brass Lancashire. It's one that we've all Lancashire. Called. Lancashire? Yep, no N. Lincoln. Not, not Lincoln. There's an N there. Lancashire. Lancashire. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely added an extra N, but, you know. <laughs> so it's a game we've all played, I believe, Mike? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I've played that several Both times. played a number of times. Yep. Uh, it's one that I was surprised how much I liked it. And I was a little surprised how much you like it as well. I know. And we'll get into that a little bit later on this list, but... Um, I think maybe you haven't played the game enough to know that you don't like it. You're not supposed <laughs> to like it. <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Well, once you get more into it, we get people get better at it, and there's more more interaction it or blocking. <laughs> you might just start. Maybe. Might start arrowing down. Yeah, that might be <laughs> trending down soon. We'll see with more plays. It's one I definitely want to play more of. So we'll see. Yeah, like with the whether the rails or canals or like all the, you know, kind of connecting the different cities together, like everything's really, you know, connecting. You got to get building, you know, iron and coal for other people to, to take and stuff. And you got to, you kind of plan like, oh, where's that going to come from? And, you know, you know, taking, you know, iron from someone else, it kind of helps them too. So it's kind of more like the good interaction. Mm -hmm. Some of it. Some of it. And really, yeah. I think that's what it was There's because some good yes, interaction, you know, people, take my coal from the oh. building that i built well, that's good but yeah then it flips it so it wasn't it never it's felt not really like saying you're it's good well, if i know coal gets removed i so. know so okay. that's that's why you know when you say oh it's and the ports and stuff that's good like if they right. flip in here but you can get really blocked out like with the linking and out of different locations and the shipyards and scoring and stuff if you're going for certain stuff you could really yeah depending on what you're going for you you yeah. gotta watch yeah. out for that kind of thing definitely definitely Maybe I'm just that savvy of a player now that I can uh, avoid well, that. I'm going yeah, to right. start overbuilding on you and <laughs> make it my goal to start blocking you out of the locations and stuff. You're yeah. going to do stuff just to make yep, me just hate this game? Make yeah, you drive that's you your down. goal now is yep. to make Tim me hate this game. Me and Marv are going to double swing at you. <laughs> no, it's a game I really enjoy. It's super tense every single time. I'm always on the edge of my seat. Uh, that turn order is incredibly important. I uh, really enjoy the game. Look forward Because it goes plays. off of how much you spend the last yep. round, yep. right? Yep, and like those, and especially too, like it's kind of different. Where like you can always take those loans, but then towards the end of the game, the last few rounds, like that's the last time you can take with I don't know how many rounds left, like three or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a couple I rounds. Know. I think there's a couple rounds left. But it, or it's something. tough, like because you're thinking at the end, like, all right, do I take one loan? How many loans do I need to take here? Because you need to make sure you have enough money to do all the things. Like, all right, how much is this going to cost? This much, and then I mean, you don't want to take too much because it it brings you down but you need to have the money to do it so that's always a tough decision there how many to take at that last opportunity yeah real nice game next we have number 20 arkham horror the card game yep now have any either of you played this no i have not okay. no it's kind of a nope. like a living card game yep Is that right well, kind of a lovecraftian obviously and then it's got Playing, activating cards, going into different uh, different rooms and investigating and fighting bad stuff, and I think it's a pretty story-driven type game. Yeah, I do believe. it's kind of what. Uh, some different action phases and bad stuff happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it's. I don't think the combat is any dice. I don't believe. I am not sure. I don't think so because it's. Oh yeah, I think it's like drawing to, tokens or something. It's like similar that. to Lord of the Rings. 
the card game or whatever. Yeah. I know that didn't use any dice or anything. It's all just based on what for that game. It's based on what you draw for enemies and what you have and just different mm-hmm. different things like that. So like it's based off the same system. Yeah, and I really like that system, and this is one that I've been tempted to get before. But it's one of those things where I don't know if I want to dive into another living card game. Yeah, because you gotta you gotta do the dive. It's a it's an investment game. Yeah, because not when you get and play it just a few times. Yeah, yeah it's one that you're gonna want to play through the story, play through every like somewhat like a campaign legacy ish like that kind type of, of investment. Yeah. So it's it's on my want to try list, but I'm glad you have not snagged it. Hmm. I'm okay with that as well. I assumed as much from you too. <laughs> it's not one that I don't think I would hate playing it, but like the investment, I don't. I'm not gonna want to make the investment into really getting into it for sure. I know I don't. Yeah, I already got a similar game in Lord of the Rings. I prefer that theme. They're both cooperative, um, similar system. Mm-hmm. I don't even play that one really anymore. I played it solo a good number of times. I'm real bad at it, but I did enjoy the deck building and how the game works. Yeah. But so now for me, it's almost. Because they came out with that Marvel's Champion, I almost want that over this now. So it's like I don't know. I'm glad you haven't picked that up either. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't surprise me yeah. from you again. Like I don't know a lot about that game. I like the theme, the Marvel one, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so number nineteen is one for me that is trending down. Oh, um, I still whoa. do like the what? game. But I'm not nearly as hot on it or sizzling as I once was. Um, hmm. It's still fine, but there's some things that annoy me with it, and just when I my enjoyment isn't there as much as it used to be. That's and that sad. is Viticulture Essential Edition. It's one of my top games, right? And that's with Tuscany, obviously. We're we're talking about this as if it's with Tuscany. Yeah, yeah, because it that needs to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I don't know. That's I, I. I still, you know, I still think I rated an eight, but it's it's definitely trended down. It's way down. Yeah. It. Yeah. It, like I said, it's one of my top games. I always look forward to playing it. My wife recently played it at one of our game days, and I was a little jealous. But it uh, basically you you're running your own little winery. You can you do worker placement on the main board. And then it'll affect the things on your own little personal board. Uh, you have like little crush pads with little jewels that you're sliding for your grapes. Mm-hmm. And then you can turn those grapes into the wine and put them in your cellar and you're aging those and then so on. It's just, to me, it's just always fun to kind of get that get that worker placement going and getting your grapes aged out, fulfilling those orders, and just doing that whole thing and yeah, yeah. I like how there's you know different actions in different seasons, and like I think the thing I like about it the most is probably that kind of that turn order track too, where once you use all your workers, then you you place you know decide where you want to go in the turn order, you know, and you get better bonuses if you go a little bit later in the turn. So kind of deciding like, yeah. all right, well, do I really need to do these things? So go early, or it's like ah, I can I'll be able to figure out how to get through this round. I'll take those extra better bonuses and that. But yeah, I and I like the theme a lot too. Um, so that certainly helps. But yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan of the game. It's not arrowing down for me. Yeah. So I think my biggest two biggest down arrows are I've talked about before, but is the scripted early play of it with the, getting the workers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, another big thing is the 
cards are so they feel so imbalanced what you draw is random and you just might get lucky and get the perfect card for the perfect situation that is just incredible and someone else just gets some some rotten apples um yeah you can a lot of the cards you use in two different ways you can trade them in you can try to help mitigate that a little bit in tuscany and stuff it just i don't know it just sometimes you play and you just get all these great cards and spend them all you don't even need to like make wine really at all and you can win with the card play that kind of bothers me i don't know just me didn't they fix it with one of the expansions where they changed out some of the i think he acknowledged that cards yeah it that... was people were complaining it's stupid that you can win just with card play yeah I which thought, i agree with i thought one of the expansions took out those cards so i couldn't remember and gave that. new cards that are probably yeah, imbalanced like too that. maybe I don't know, actually. I'm just yeah, saying it that doesn't... because I'm ornery about the cards. <laughs> Sounds like sour grapes right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> oh, nice, nice. But yeah, that, it, it doesn't bother me. There certainly is luck with drawing those cards. Um, I, I do agree that you know, you not having to make wine at all and being able to do really well is kind of lame. Yeah, it doesn't... but I'm not gonna play it that way because I enjoy making the wine. Right, that's so I'm just not gonna play it that way. So if someone else does it in that way and they win that way, ah, fine, good for them. It, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it I want it to the trend experience. up. I want it to trend up. So we'll see <laughs> how it goes. Yeah, I'm just mm. always gonna make wine with it, and it's fun, you know, going that route. Yeah, I do still enjoy it. So, so Ryan hates like, the game, yeah, but I do so like annoying. to talk a lot of times. Not always, but I like to bring up my big negative point so people can see if that bothers them or not. Oh, yeah. It's big negative Nancy. Yep. Just hates it. So let's move on to our number 18, and that is Concordia. It is a game that I wish the cover looked better, <laughs> and that seems to be a complaint from a lot of people. Uh, it looks very... It's a fair complaint. <laughs> very dull, kind of boring-looking game. Does Even, that stop you from p playing it more? Now that you have played it, know how much you enjoy it. Is the two seconds you have to look at the cover? I don't think so. Okay. It's it's one of those, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier with like Altiplano and Blackout, where those are games that I really enjoy. I like this one better than those. Yeah, I was two. gonna say this even this seems like a step up from yeah, that. Yeah, and it really is. It should be, but for whatever reason, it just it's not when you know when I think of the games that I want to pick for my game day. For whatever reason, this one's like there. I always consider it, but it's never one that like breaks through as often as it should, if that makes sense. You know, I picked up Concordia Venus. We played that team version of it, and I like that a lot. And I I want to get it played, played it again. Since, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's I was surprised how much I liked that. Uh, it's because we the, won, the, Michael. Yeah, we had to have quite the connection yeah, there. So I wasn't that playing helped. that game, so I wasn't there to stomp you around, Tim. Yeah, yeah, make yeah. you feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Marv, you know, just getting in the way. Yeah. Even if you guys aren't on the same team, just. Oh yeah. Even if we're not gonna win, not on the same team, just make sure Tim does not have fun. <laughs> it's a nice goal to have for game day. Yeah. Make sure Tim doesn't have any fun. Usually just happens, anyways. <laughs> Don't doesn't need I help. Mean, ask Marv. He, Tim Watson Newton. He couldn't have had fun. Right. <laughs> yeah, this is a game for me where sometimes, you know, especially some of the early plays, like I get caught up on doing like. Moving on the map and building and you know getting goods and trading and that kind of stuff where didn't get enough you know cards which are your points at the end of the game so like oh yeah I need to get points to win this mm -hmm. like he, doing the other stuff is so fun that like 
got to focus on like, all right, I need to get cards to be able to, you know, th- some of them are better actions, but, you know, because I want to have points at the end of the game. <laughs> yeah, so basically in the game, you're playing cards from your hand to do certain actions. And then through the game, you can upgrade those cards or get better, get more cards. So not only are you getting better actions on those cards, but you're getting more scoring cards specific to what you're going to. And that's what I really like about it is during the game, you're looking at this card row and it's like, oh, that one's an awesome action. But this one's going to score me more points at the end because I have a bunch of these cards mm-hmm. already for that scoring. And it's kind of that back and forth and trying to make it work and like, put that it one's all really together. expensive like i want to buy that but it's too ex- i don't have enough of the yeah blue whatever that is silk or whatever or whatever it is yep but yeah you know i want to wait till it you know hopefully nobody takes it and i love that diplomat card too where it lets you copy the action of someone else it's mm-hmm. a really cool thing to be able to do where like all right then you can you know travel twice even though you don't have two travel cards before you pick your cards up you yeah know, so that's kind of a you know, funny you know, when am i going to use that diplomat kind of thing yeah, I'm very much enjoy the game. Would never turn a game down. I'm not as goosenecky as a lot of people are about the game, so I don't like goose-necky? it quite as much. As I like a lot when of you people. say it, you look right at me. No, I'm just saying, that, like in general. So, I, but I do really still enjoy this game. Um, this one is probably trending flat, so I really I, I like it. Um, okay. You know, we're Riticulture. They're, yeah. they're kind of similar in the like range for me, but I like Concordia more now. But Okay. okay. Um, I like Viticulture a little more, I think. The I think I'd always want to play with Salsa now, though, because I really like the salt, but the main thing is those forum. When you pick up your cards, you get to pick one of those cards to take, and you get a special ability, a beefy action, mm-hmm. things like that. That really makes the game a lot better for me with the with that expansion. Yeah, I think I've only played that just the once. Now we have number 17, Seven Wonders Duel. Now I've played Seven Wonders, but not Duel. So You've never played Seven Wonders Duel. Not once. Hmm. Well, that's too bad. Fantastic two-player game. Um, it made your list last episode, didn't it? It did. It did. Um, I really, really enjoy it. I like how they cleaned up some of the symbology from base Seven Wonders. The basically with the chaining, they made that real clear, easy to understand. Where it's a little bit confusing, or how you put the cards. You yeah, is it, it's super clear and real nice in Seven Wonders Duel. Um, I've only played with I think there's might be two expansions now. I got the first one. I only played with it once. I really liked it. Uh, my wife did not, so unfortunately, I haven't been able to play with that expansion more. But we like hmm. busting out playing it. The drafting works well, two player. Uh, three different ways you can win. There's two you can win during the game, military or science, or endgame scoring. Military science will happen right away during the game. So I really like that tense feeling while you're playing the game. Yeah, and it's quite, like, it's drafting, but it's like a different style because instead of looking at your hand of cards and passing, it's like a pyramid yeah, on the table. Yeah, it's a pyramid that you're or like some sort of flipped flipped over grid somewhere. type. Yep. Okay. yep, and that's obviously the biggest difference but that's that's kind of a cool concept too because you both see what cards are on the table so you're kind of trying to jostle especially towards the end because some of them within the pattern are flipped up face down are you saying well some of them are face up right some are up and some are down yeah so some are face up and you're you could see them so you're almost like trying to work towards them and you're trying to figure out okay if i 
take this one now and my opponent takes this one, maybe that'll unlock that one. And Well, the nice thing is with the wonders, because a lot of the wonders when you build them, they'll give you different things, but a lot of them have where you get to actually take a, another action right away. So that's where you can manipulate okay. that and do an action and then get that card that you want to uncover, you know, yeah. or the card that's uncovered that you can take right away instead of hoping, you know, your opponent takes it and you can right. get it. So it's where you can choose when to do those, which is which is cool. Mm -hmm. Now, do you, the three different ways, you know, one of them is, you know, basically at the end of the game, you know, comes down to points. Does it usually come down to that or does it, you know, I would often say does it come down to that? Of my plays, I've played quite a bit, probably 20, 30 times. Okay. Uh, half my games have probably been endgame points. The other half have probably been maybe less than half, but close to it have been either science or military during the game. So okay. it's more often at the end, but you can definitely okay. win the other ways, especially if you're kind of saving up and building for it and your opponent might not see it quite as well and you get okay. after it. Yeah, it's one I'm, I enjoy Seven Wonders quite a bit, so like I'd certainly you know be interested in playing Duel. It's not one like... I enjoy playing the three four whatever player of seven wonders so it's not something like oh i need to play this game but i certainly would have nothing against no qualms with playing duel so so number 16 we have the seventh continent tim i'm surprised the yeti effect hasn't hit you on this game yet it almost did did it yeah because this game for quite a while was just a kickstarter game and recently I believe, or soon they went to their own retail on their own website. And I was pretty close to picking up a copy from that. I haven't yet just because it's a campaign style game mm -hmm. and I think I'll like it, but I don't know how often I'll get to play it. And yeah, that's you have to where. Have the same group the whole time. That's not easy to do. Right. But how well, you know, well it plays at more than one? Because I know it's. Most people play it solo. Yeah, solo or two. And my okay. thought was I'd play it at two with my wife and I. But again, you know, with young kids and, you know, maybe... All the other games you got. Right. That's part of it, too. I got so many other games that I could play mm -hmm. solo or two-player. Uh, so it's one that it's on my very interested list, but I just haven't uh, broken through to that yet. So Yeah, it's kind of one where you're kind of exploring out and you don't really know what you're going to find or mm -hmm. you know what you're looking to do there like kind of choose your own adventure i guess kind of thing there's yeah. like puzzles in it like definitely in, interested in it you know as a you know probably would just because it's so tough to play some of those multiple players i'd probably get it expecting to play it solo in that which i kind of like those games more as kind of solo type games mm -hmm. um you know if it's a whole bunch of people i just don't always enjoy those as, as much in that, you know. But definitely one I'm interested in. I don't know how close I am to actually getting it, but I certainly wouldn't be against playing that one. So, And, you know, now that I think of it, too, there's one game we're going to talk about later on the list, campaign-style game that I started with my wife, and it's been a while since we played that one, too, so it's... Yeah. I'll get there. We'll get, the, we'll yeah. get to it. So number 15 is Castles of Burgundy. It is one that I've played fairly recently in the last month or so you're rolling your dice taking your actions uh point salad point salad stefan yep. feld yep. you know he's i've talked about it before i don't with euros and dice i'm not sure about you're but, always super but this sketch. yeah maybe if you went back and played some of the because you seem to be trending up 
towards those ones you've played recently. Yeah. So maybe if you went back and played those other ones, they might trend up as well. Well, the thing with this, though, is that there's so many things that help mitigate your dice. Yeah, the plus plus or minus one. The point sale, it probably helps you feel good because you're scoring for everything. Because, yeah, Yeah. no matter what I roll, I'm going to be able to do something with that to make me feel like I'm doing something. So there's a lot of good things going for this game, and I think that's kind of why I liked it. Yeah, fantastic game. Uh, this is one of those games that is just pure fun when you play it. You know, you feel like you accomplished something. Like, oh, I cleared up that patch, and I'm getting a bonus here. Yeah. I'm getting a bonus there. Close points, up, points, take points, six, and... six ones. I got a whole bunch of points for that, and yep, a lot of fun. Yeah, and I, I like how like no matter what you roll, you can do something because like, oh, I didn't get dice. I do what I what I want, or I don't really want any of these tiles at the end of this round here. Like, well, I'm just gonna take these uh, plus and minus one things. So that's so that. Next time, they don't have to worry about it because I'll be able to use these plus and minus things to get what I want. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun. Like just all kinds of good options to do, and you know the, the different tiles that do different things. Um, and that is always is kind of cool. Just you know, I'm you know getting a bunch of these blue ones, these you know green ones, and yeah. Last thing I'd probably say is, as much as this game is fun, it is ugly and poor components. Oh, yeah. yeah. So real thin, real cheap, real ugly looking. Yep, certainly so, isn't any theme yeah. to it either. Don't let the first look let it uh, judge it by that, as right. Tim would. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We get number 14 is Spirit Island. A fairly kind of a heavy asymmetrical co-op game. Ryan, you're big on co-ops. I like some. Um, this and Robinson Crusoe are easily my favorite two co-ops. You get less quarterbacking. You got enough of your own stuff to think about. doesn't feel like the game is playing you as much. I don't know. It just I really enjoy it. I love the asymmetrical powers of every spirit that you get and how yeah. you want to manipulate them and working with your teammates is a lot of fun. And you get that overwhelming feeling. And, yeah, you lose sometimes, but other times you overcome that. It's satisfying in this game, overcoming that, and I don't know, you feel more clever winning this game rather than I don't know, this co-ops. But I really enjoy <laughs> this one. Yeah, I like how you upgrade your deck, all that, your, all that stuff. Yeah, it's it was one of our early review games, and it's been a while since we've played it, but it's definitely one that I would like to get more plays of. It's just mm-hmm. just fun, like you said, upgrading your decks as you're going along, your spirits kind of getting more powerful. You've got, but also there's more stuff coming at you right. too. So yeah. like, yeah, and it's it's like a different style of game, too, because it's that heavy co-op, but also because you're playing the spirits trying to push out the settlers and the invaders. Yeah, kind of trying to help. Out, or you're not, you know, usually it's mm-hmm. you're colonizing things and doing stuff like that, where you're actually trying to push away the colonists, oh, right? You know, helping yeah. the natives. I think our group in general, really everybody. Doesn't uh, Aaron is kind of like in, in the middle ground, but mm-hmm. don't like. I mean, not saying you guys don't like them, but like Johnny, like me, Marv, never pick co-ops. It's always competitive games. You know, I don't really see. Very rarely does do people pick cooperative games. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing I like with this that <laughs> maybe it's because you're like so against them. No, I don't think that, so. I think Johnny doesn't know I'm against them. Marv doesn't. Probably you, Michael, and Aaron do. I'll still play them. I still like them, and I still enjoy some of them. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's 
better competitive games out there compared to you know some of the for for me at least i mean for some in our group it seems like there's other groups that really enjoy working together and not having that competition some people can't handle losing so i guess everyone in our group handles it you know what i mean and that's not what's so important to them. According to Marv, I can't handle well, it. Well, maybe it's really important to him, or he, thinks, <laughs> or he thinks it's important to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's probably part of it. But I think, yeah. I don't know, it's just one of those things that I've noticed that they don't get picked very often. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start picking co-ops for them. Yep. That's fine. One thing I, I like in this game, like a lot where there's games like where bad things happen to you, it's where you, f- you know flip a card and bad things happen, where it's just right then it does. But here you can actually see what, bad things are gonna happen because you can see it a few rounds ahead which i yeah. like that quite a bit we're like all right this is gonna happen so we got to plan because they're gonna come here and then they're gonna do this and so you can kind of I, I like the fact that you can plan more in this one versus some of those other games where it's it, it seems like there's less planning to do with it yeah uh number 13 is brass birmingham so real similar to lancashire tim Perhaps you could tell us yeah. some of the differences, since I think you picked up a copy. I did pick that up a copy. we have not played. Correct. Keep, keep well, it away us, from us. Why won't you let us play this, Tim? I <laughs> I have no real answer for you. Oh. Uh, basically, I think the there's like whiskey barrels or beer barrels that are in the game. I'm sold. And there's like a clay factory you could build. If I remember correctly, yeah, I think there's a couple different resourcey type. I think they add in two different ones and take out cotton, I think, or something like that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Somewhere around there. There's like no sh- uh, ports and it's shipyards and stuff. I don't think. Yeah, I think those are generally replaced. It's real, With like brewery, yeah. real similar, but there's a, an, I know there's at least one more strategy, so to speak. That. Yeah, and I've heard it's less interactive. Or yeah, mean? Not, yeah, not as tight. I think not, still tight. Yeah, but so not as because like with the ships and ports thing, that was always kind of thing where you could get kind of blocked out of that sometimes, where that's not in there. So I think it's a little more, I guess, forgiving or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's one I want to play. I just haven't. I gotta touch up on the rules again. It's been a bit since I read through them. Not that I've had the game very long either, but it's yeah, one I, on my list. Yeah, and I really like Lancashire, and I'm you know excited to you know when Tim lets me play Birmingham because yeah. it, a lot of similarities to it. It's certainly a different game though, so I'm kind of pretty interested to see like how I like those changes. I think I'll like the game because I like Lancashire so much, but will I like it a little bit more, a little bit less? You know, until you let me play, I won't know. But <laughs> yeah, what I'd really like to play, um, kind of like Michael. I want to know which one I like more, although I don't even know quite how much I even like Lancashire yet. I've played it a number of times, but I still feel like I need to play it 10 more times to get my final firm grasp on how much I do enjoy it. Uh, so really looking forward to this one. I, you know, I had both boxes in my hand when I made my purchase. I just basically flipped a coin and went with <laughs> the black box. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to number 12, and that is Terra Mystica. It is one that we have not played. We've played the older brother of it. Yep, the sci-fi. Younger brother, whichever you want to call Gaia former QIC yep. one. Yep, we talked about it in this episode, at least Gaia Project. This one, I would like to try sometime, but I'm not really like going nuts for it because you know, I like the theme, at least, of Gaia Project better. And I've heard they changed a few things 
for the better in Gaia compared to uh, Terra Mystica. So to me, it's, you know, we'll see. Yeah, and I obviously, you, since you won't let me play, um, Gaia Project is a couple in a row here. You know, we're talking about. Yeah. Um, but, I, you know, Terra Mystica was, I, I hadn't looked into Gaia Project at all yet, so I looked into Terra Mystica and I was really interested in it. But then, you know, kind of looking at Gaia Project, I was like, well, very similar. They changed a few things with it. I think the thing that I think I'd like more in Gaia Project than this was the kind of the tech tracks. It does more stuff, and there's more of them and stuff. I, mm-hmm. I think I liked that. Again, I just kind of looked into it. Not obviously, I haven't played them, but I think the tech tracks are the one area where I definitely think I would like Gaia more than than Terra Mystica. But I mean, if you didn't have Gaia Project, this would definitely be a game I'd consider getting. Um, but I want to play Gaia, and then yeah, if you'll let me do that, then you know, decide if I want to get <laughs> Terra Mystica or something. But I'd really like to try this one out. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know which one I'd like more. I might like Gaia more. I might like yeah. this one more. I do really like the tech track in Gaia, and I know they changed like the power stuff, how that works to make it a little more clear and stuff like that in Gaia. Um, but I always heard, you know, Terramisk has quite a bit of map interaction and blocking and just more of that tense feeling. I didn't feel that at all in Gaia, so I want to feel that in Terramisk, so I really want to try it out. Yeah, when I was looking at it, it did seem like that's definitely much more of a thing in, in Terramisk, which I don't know whether I'd like that more. I, I certainly might like it more. I just don't know. So and I suppose if we, if we get to the point where we've all played Gaia, I mean, it probably won't be too tough to pick up on Terramistica and that and maybe yeah. play yeah. it at a convention and or something. And for me, I like the theme of both of them quite a bit. Um, I like the look of Gaia better. The theme doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, it's not really... It's, the game right. doesn't really have a theme anyways, so... but. I would definitely yeah. like to try this one out. Yep. Number 11, we have War of the Ring 2nd Edition. Anyone here like this game? Yeah, it's okay. Yep. Yeah? Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, we talked about it at length. We talked about it at length on the last episode, Tim, in our two-player only list. Yep. Uh, great game. Awesome theme. Uh, it's my personal favorite game, so I'm not going to go more into it than that. Hmm. Yeah, it's high up on my personal list not my top game or anything like that but it's definitely one that i really enjoyed all of the plays i've had it's kind of one of those epic games you know you put it on the table and you know the shadow army they're trying to march across middle earth to take out the free people they're trying to just hang on Mm -hmm. as much as they can as the fellowship is taking that ring to mount doom and it's just it weaves a beautiful story yeah and the different ways to that the game can be won i think really gets that intensity up there like all right can you know can they get to you know mount doom before you know take over these strongholds and like you're you're backed into all these castles and you're just trying to hold on as the free people or you know as the shadow army you're like oh they're getting closer getting you know getting that ring there but and you just can't quite get you know, push them out of these castles and and get through them. Like it's yeah. it's tense every time, but yeah, like that nice. You know, if you want want to play a long, heavy thematic two player game, this yeah. is it. Yeah, look no further. I guess I'll add one more thing. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's my favorite game, and it's trending up. <laughs> it's got a green arrow up. I'm not sure how that's possible exactly, but but it is. Number 10 on the list is Great Western Trail. I don't Who's know this game by? 
<laughs> I knew that was coming. Uh, Alexander Frister. Sir? Sir Alexander Frister, Lord of Medium Heavy weight euro games i yeah. think is what i crowned them i don't remember <laughs> it's anymore. been a few episodes <laughs> yeah. since that came up yeah. so, I... so um yeah just played this yesterday at game day i lost so i hate it now you know so that's <laughs> that how terrible that game <laughs> no it just makes me want to get right back up play it again execute my strategy or a different strategy better you know tim i had your son he was chewing pizza and sniffling in my ear he's yeah. asking me like whispering which cow are we gonna butcher and like <laughs> where are we moving our train and what why is, is that guy working there? It was just kind of funny hearing him ask all these questions. And yeah. yeah, in a way, Clearly that's, not a game that he's going to understand yeah, what you're doing. In a way, it's <laughs> kind of like, oh, come on now, I'm trying to think. But in a way, it's kind of funny and made it an experience for me that I won't forget. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I always love playing this game. The only disgrace was is that, you know, everybody doesn't always want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a lot of fun playing with just Marv, which is kind of surprising. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I love the you know, upgrading the abilities so you can do better things as it, as the game goes along, as you're delivering more, and you know the different setup each time and how you want to build your you know the deck building aspect to it, where it's you know certainly a part of the game, but it's not like the only thing in the game. But you know, so many different ways to go about like, all right, I want to play this style of game this time, and it's so well balanced where you can all those different strategies are very viable. I feel. <laughs> And playing with the expansion just reminded me again how great that expansion is. So, Tim, what do you think? I like it. It's been a while since I've played it, but you could have played it it's yesterday. A good one. Yeah, I could have. I had the option. You had the option, and I, you know, took the other one. Yep. Yeah. You could have. You always your biggest thing you didn't like in the review was me winning. Yeah. Great Western Trail, and oh, I and lost. You lost. So you could have yeah. been there for Ooh, that. Man, I could have. Put the arrow back up for me. Yep, you could have started laughing at me <laughs> and saying, oh, man, how'd you, how'd you like that one? Now, yeah. when do you tap five games anymore, huh? <laughs> you like losing, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, you must <laughs> like losing. Oh, okay, number nine. Speaking of losing at games, um, yep. yeah, what's this one? <laughs> so number nine is Scythe. What do you guys feel about Scythe? I, don't, I was. It's been a while since I played, and... Going through, like, I, so I kind of, you know, looked at, you know, watched a video on it again to kind of refresh my memory, and it just, you know, made me think, like, I want to play this game again. I still wish I didn't suck so much at it, but <laughs> I'm real bad at this game, but I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's, so for me, it's it's one of those kind of, like, Altiplano, where yeah. I always want to play it. It's just not quite on that pick list. It's trending sideways, <laughs> so slightly down. Yeah. I think once I play it again, it's going to be trending slightly up. It's just one of those I haven't played in a long time. I need to play it again. That way I'm like, oh, yeah, this is why I like this game so much. You yeah. know? I really enjoy the just the up, just everything, the upgrades and how all that works. And Yeah, how the actions work yeah. where you take the top and then the bottom. Yep. I yeah. would agree, though. For me, you know, I a lot of people were really hyped up about this game. I really liked it. But I wasn't as high on it as... You weren't goosenecking as no, much. No, I wasn't, yeah. So for, you know, but I still liked it. And it was, I'm almost in the same boat as you, Ryan. It's like middle ground, like, eh, you know, it's there. I'd still like to play it more. We started playing quite a while ago the, uh, what was that expansion called? Rise of Fenris. Yes. Yeah, it was 
then we decided to do a podcast, so then that stopped. <laughs> I still like to keep playing that. Yeah. So, you know, we started that. I was having fun with it, seeing kind of how that, you know, worked together. Uh, you know, and it's one I definitely wouldn't turn down if it came back up. Yeah, and it's a game where, like, there's combat in it, but it's not like a – you don't do many combats. So, like, I, that's the – Big thing I don't like about the game is the combat. It's so yeah. boring and lame. I just don't like it. I like everything else about the game. Yeah. The and combat is the yeah, one thing yeah, I don't like. Yeah, and what saves it for me is that it's not a ton. In, there's not a yeah. ton of combat. So, like, if there was more of that in the game, I wouldn't like it. But as it is, you know, I definitely a game I like that, you know, I've only played it a few times, and it's been so long. I want to get that played again, but just doesn't seem to quite get there for, for my pick days. So now we have number eight, which is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. Another one, Tim, that you have and we haven't played. I know. I know. You've had this one for quite a while, over a year at least now. Uh, Yeah, about a year now. I got it at a good price at the game capital. Is, and it just, it's one you, I want to play. Is it a, you're waiting for and Aaron not to be around? <laughs> I might just pick it one day. What's he going to do? Well, then. either he could play or maybe play a two-player game or something. Well, you want the thing with this game is you, you want, want more like, people, yeah. yeah, everybody playing. Maybe I'll just tell him ahead of time. Hey, <laughs> forewarning, I'm, I'm gonna pick Twilight Imperium. If you don't want to play, don't show up. It's hard too because at this point, we we used to kind of do every once in a while or what we do solo pick days, but yeah. now the group's so big. And the group isn't big enough where you have like a big enough group to play this game. So you almost right. need the whole group playing this game. Yeah, this isn't a like you're not gonna play this three player or something. Like. Yeah, and it's half your game day to play it. So it's like that weird thing that Yeah. I'm almost tempted just to play it at three player. I mean I probably shouldn't, but it's like yeah, I just I wanna play it. Not three. At least four. Don't do three. Yeah, don't do it. Just don't do it, Tim. <laughs> Don't, Tam, no. Wait till we have, yeah. yeah Maybe it, it do might, it right. It might work out where we can do a four-player, and then we got, you know, like if Sam comes and Johnny and Marvin and Amina are here. You're going to make Aaron play this? No, I wouldn't make him play it. Oh, okay. He'd have the option. He's going to play, uh, like, 60 games of Draftosaurus with Robbie. <laughs> <Dumb>. <laughs> he was bringing out sorry sliders yesterday. It's Yep, it's yeah, true. So. Yeah. I'd like to try this out and see the differences between 3rd and 4th edition. Yeah, because I really liked 3rd edition quite a bit. And the the changes they made in 4th edition with the tech track and a few other things. Yeah, the tech track, I, when I looked into that, I was like, that I think I like a lot because I don't play it enough to, you know, that kind of convoluted tech yes. tree kind of thing is tough. So like, right. the fact that they stream like that is, I was like, oh yeah, that's... It's one of the things I did not like at all about that game, so I was excited for that. And this, I mean, there's other games on here like this as well as uh, Brass Birmingham. I know that one is like way up to like number probably five now and mm -hmm. four on BGG, but like those games and like War of the Rings, second edition, the first games or whatever are high, but those are higher on this list because someone who played, you know, War of the Ring first edition or Twilight Imperium third edition and didn't like it aren't going to play this and rate it so that, you know yeah. you know what i mean so these ratings for these games are boosted because of that like if you didn't like breast lancashire you're not going to play birmingham so like that is yeah. rated higher because of that 
doesn't mean it's not still a great game, mm-hmm. but it just helps with its ranking, overall ranking. Yeah, and I agree. And I think I'll get into it when we go over the number one as well. I think it has that same effect that because of how big the game is or how expensive it is, you know, a lot of people aren't going to buy into it. So, you know, they're not going to yeah. rate it. You know, it's it's an investment for a game like this. Because it's a big game, it's, you know, it costs quite a bit to get. So the people that know about it, they're not going to buy into it and they're not going to rate it, obviously. Yeah, so. it's such a big investment, you're not going to get that if you're not pretty sure you're going to like yeah, it. Yeah, and right. if you didn't like 3rd Edition, yeah, you're, you're not going to like this, but it might, someone who likes 3rd Edition make you love 4th, or someone who loves 3rd, you're just going to go... Yeah. Just absolutely bananas. Yep. And then, like, here I am, really like 3rd Edition, got 4th Edition, and I'm sitting on it because... That's got to just kill you, huh? It does. I think every time I see it, too. that long. Because it looks so awesome, too, and it's just like, oh, come on. I think it's one of those, like, where you have to be like, I got to play this game once a year, just kind of pick, like, all right, you know, pick a month. You know, whenever you have a a game day pick in that month, you just, all right, we're doing it because you got to get it played. I might look at Origins. See if there's like a game I can sign up for, play Twilight Imperium, or even like a, or a game. We'll bring it along, a non-game day, game day, yeah, thing. So it's one I gotta get played. I need to. Number seven is the game we reviewed today, Gaia Project. Um, so listen to the review to hear my thoughts on that. I guess yeah. Michael, you can throw in a couple sentences if you want. Uh, just I'd like to play it. Nah. So mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just Tim won't let me. So right. that's why I uh, refuse to take part right. in the discussion so the number six is star wars rebellion this is not on your want to play two-player list we learned last episode <sighs> that's because i just brain farted and just didn't yeah i couldn't on. believe you forgot about this don't remind me because you're, you're talking about the honorable mention or what or want to play or try out i'm like how is this not i know <laughs> i i admitted my fault okay <laughs> this is definitely a game that i want to play it's i've almost picked it up a few times I just don't know how often I'd get it played because it's a bigger game. It's only two player. I mean, yeah, you could play it three or four players, I yeah, guess, but it's a two player game. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Yeah, but basically, yeah, you're the rebellion goes out, they're hiding their base, and then the Empire is trying to come out and mm-hmm. take the base down. I mean, that just. I look at it as you like War of the Ring. Yep, yeah, I do. Do you like Star Wars? Yeah, yep. so then you want to play Star Wars Rebellion, yeah, big and, epic. Yep. This is Star Wars. Hey, this is the universe. Yeah, this is this you know the the Star Wars game I'm most interested in playing certainly because it it feels like like Star Wars. You know, there's the the ground stuff. You have all the different different people as the I think they're called leader cards or whatever they are. But the rebel base and you know it's definitely one I'm very interested in. Yeah, and trying, but it is tough because it's like with Twilight Imperium, it's a long big long game and that and Kind of gives me the feel a little bit of Twilight Imperium with like the ships and that going out and everything. A little bit. I mean, obviously, some very different games, uh, but that kind of that feel with you know, I guess the ships it's out space? there, space, space and ships and cool stuff like that. But <laughs> not that much like it <laughs> as far as gameplay. But so next we have number five, which is Twilight Struggle. Yep. It is one of my favorites. It's a great game. Yep. It was on our two-player, both of our two-player lists last episode, Ryan. Yep. One that, uh, yeah, I enjoy. Every time we get it out, it's just a joy. 
just so tense with the scoring cards and I think that's what really separates it from other games for me is how the scoring works where it's put in the deck and you just never know when it's going to get played yeah you're looking at the other person like does this person have you know this Asia scoring card or you know who's who's got this like yeah yep. you're kind of you know it's one where you're definitely like reacting to what the other person does a lot yep. and like those events where they get played for your opponent like okay now do i wanna one do i want to use this card that's gonna hurt me it's gonna help the other person like when's the least worst time to play this that's the funnest part of the game for yep. me is manipulating those cards so i play this event that helps you but haha i i played well <laughs> so it doesn't actually help you you know what yeah. i mean mm-hmm. doing that is the, the funnest part for me right but yeah, the whole game as a whole is great. Yeah, it's it's a tough one, I think, to to start if you know, since we've all played that a bunch now, like well, I haven't played it a ton, but enough now where playing with someone new can be kinda tough because those events like you're gonna know what happens with all those events. So like Yeah, that's what Tim gonna did be at a real disadvantage. Tim did a Sam and just crushed him. Nice. Yeah. Really just brought his spirits down. Just smoked him. Yeah, so yeah, after I feel did good that, feel he good doing that. He didn't come around for a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> No, you get a you gotta go in like a learning game like that where it's you know, show them your hand, tell them okay, this is what this might happen. You know, tell them what cards are in there because yeah. if you, yeah, it's not gonna be fun for anybody if you're just gonna. You can ask them too though what they want because some people don't. Yeah, that's true. Want to be they feel like they're being babysat or yeah. catered to or got your little uh, kid gloves on yeah. with them. You know what I mean? So I think this game though, it, you almost at least from what I've seen, you almost want it a little bit more than other games because of the wide variety of cards in that deck. Yeah, a few things. I mean, I know when I played the first time, uh, there's a few vet cards that got played that I was like, oh, well, I certainly wouldn't have done those these yeah, few things right. if that would have happened. But, yep, felt good but, when I played it, though. <laughs> yep. so, that's all that matters. <laughs> I was like, huh, kind of wish I had known that. <laughs> guess i'll just get crushed yeah <laughs> but still it was fun even that first game was still a fun game it was like all right now that i know some of these things are in here i just wanted to play it again right away it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the game kind of yeah. felt like a cheap loss but <laughs> you imagine like marv say he's played this game like 200 times so he knows all the cards each era yeah. he plays someone who's never played before and just crushes them <laughs> and then how much he's gonna be laughing at him asking yeah. how much they enjoyed it <laughs> so number four on the list uh, i think also benefits from that they played the first edition they're gonna either play the next one and love it or not play it yeah rate it so uh that is through the ages a new story of civilization nonetheless i feel this is a absolutely fantastic game um i really wish we got to play it more i do get that satiated need a little bit through the app which is absolutely amazing yeah um love the game it's great yeah i think it deserves to be this high on this list i mean it's fantastic yep. maybe the biggest negative is that it's it can be super long but then again when i'm playing it you know now that i know the cards that come out and how the game works as i'm playing it it's like oh, I, it, I wouldn't want it doesn't feel way. long no once you start I could see your first couple plays of yeah. playing that. I mean, it still yeah. is long, but like your first couple plays are definitely going to be longer. Yeah. And if you're Aaron and you're doing bad, oh yeah, it, you're doing bad for a long time. Even though I don't think he did that bad either time he played. No, it's just no. not his game. Right. So. 
yeah it's yeah like you want to do like there's so many things you want to do on your turn but you can't do everything so it's like like all right which of these cards do i get or do i get this card or not or do i want to build this thing up like it's just so much you want to do every single turn and like you can't fall too far behind in anything because if you don't have food then you can't get your people out there and you can't you know so you can really get yourself into trouble if you don't kind of keep everything up a little bit Mm mm-hmm and I know I, I keep bringing Mar- Marv up in this episode. But <laughs> you really are. There's so many Marv stories. But yeah. I've played this on the table with him twice, and both times was it was a lot of fun. Uh, the first time, he didn't know what he was doing. You know, he's learning the game and whatnot. Mm. But the second time, it was still fun. He did well, but he was just doing things differently or weird than what I would like think to do, but he still did well. Yeah. Yeah. But just approach it like i can't remember exactly what it was but is this a weird kind of approach that he had but it well the last time we played we kept warning him like don't ignore military <laughs> don't ignore it and like he just kept it going so kept going so kept like ignoring that, it ignoring so it. like that teenager that oh i'm not gonna listen to you yeah like yeah. type of thing you know? and then, <laughs> then like we didn't have like a choice like just had to attack him because he wouldn't build it up wide and, like, open just, just getting smoked with yeah. It. <laughs> yeah but uh great game um, I could definitely, you know, I could definitely see people having issues with this game without a doubt, mm. but it is one for me. Yeah. Yep. So number three is Terraforming Mars. It is one that we've all played. It, to me, is either middling or, like, trending down a little bit. I still enjoy playing it. Now, I'll let you finish, and then okay. I'll ask you a couple questions. I still enjoy playing it, but it kind of, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's because there's so much hype around it, there's a ton of expansions out now for it, I'll still play it, definitely, I'm not going to turn it down, but for me, it's, you know, I could kind of take it or leave it at this point. Probably doesn't, but does it have okay. anything to do with the card play in Maracaibo or Underwater Cities, where yeah, it's the games are totally different? The card tableau building to me is somewhat similar. They work different in both games and whatnot. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think so because I, okay. I like games like that. You know, those are the style of games I like. I just didn't know because I think you like both of those more, at least especially now more than this yeah, game. Yeah, I do. I was just... Because the more I play this one, the biggest concern or biggest issue that I have is just from what I've seen. How the how the plants are just so easy to target and just wipe out, and there's almost there's like one defense card in there. It is, and it is frustrating, but they are really powerful. Yeah, they they basically almost twice as good as the other stuff because mm-hmm. they give you end game scoring and your terraform rating and whatnot when you put them out. So I I do get it though. It can be frustrating when you're the plants player and everyone's yeah zapping you. Yeah. The other question I had is, does On Mars have anything to do with... Because that's the Mars theme that... No, because I literally actually just... actually has a theme. I just played it yesterday. <laughs> yeah. And this one, to me, it's... You know, since we, when we first played it, it was like, oh, I, I really like this game. It's pretty cool. And then it's kind of slowly trickled down just a little bit. Not that it's like tank. Not that I don't like the game at all. Don't get me wrong there. But it's like, yeah, you know. I still like it, but... Not as much as I used to. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way where when I first played it, I absolutely loved the game. 
and then you know after a few plays like it's dropped a little bit but still a game i i like i'll play it anytime mm -hmm. um I like doing that it it is like the take that in the game is my probably my least favorite it's kind of annoying with yeah. that like i wish it wasn't in the game at all like yeah. just kind of you know building your you know you know, building your stuff on your own. I wish it was more like that. I don't. I don't think. Yeah, it but works. you want Matt Damon in, in uh, like he is in Interstellar, and he's sabotaging everything. Not like he is in The Martian, yeah. but like he is in Interstellar, <laughs> okay. just ratting yeah. around, and <laughs> he's the interactive guy there. Yeah, but this is terraforming <laughs> Mars, so it's, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> but like, it's one of those two. Like, I like the the card you know when you're doing the card drafting and like it when you do that variant kind of thing and you know you kind of want every card but you know you got to pay for every card as I, I like how it builds it's a it's definitely yeah. a fun game I, I, I always like it enjoy it um i was never as big on it as the rest of the group so i guess i'm trending flat it kind of came back to to you i think <laughs> so yeah um i've my enjoyment's always stayed the same. I've always liked it, but I've not. Everyone else in the group always seemed to like it a lot more than I did, and I was just kind of like, I do, I like it, but I don't see what they like like so much about it. That was just mm -hmm. my thought. It was kind of similar to Architects of the West Kingdom, but that one has gone straight down for me. <laughs> but I never was that big on that one to begin yeah. with. But uh, yeah, I'd like to play it again, but I'm fine, you know, not. But I'd like to. Try out some of the expansions, maybe, but I agree with you, Tim. It feels like overkill. They're just milking the mm -hmm. milking the money cow. Yeah. Next, we have number two, which is Pandemic Legacy Season One. It's yeah. It kind of starts out basically as Pandemic, basically, and then kind of it ramps like, up. Yeah, and kind of a campaign type thing where it we're coming in with just from there. Coming in with some flappers here. <laughs> Some you're flapjacks. Not, you're not big on this number two, huh? No, I, not you. You know quite well I'm not a big pandemic or co-op guy. Yeah. So he's just trying to poke the bear here. I am. I'm trying to get you wound <laughs> up. But yeah, um, I just thought the story was going to be more prevalent and just, I don't know. It was. I know we played it. It was so yeah. split between games, but it just wasn't as dynamic as I thought it was going to be. Everyone was just going absolutely berserk when it first came out, and it was okay for me mm -hmm. yeah i i enjoyed it but i think you're right i it it didn't catch fire like it like i thought maybe it would like for other people where you know i mean it's number two on the list yeah and i i don't to me it wasn't it wasn't that good like to me it it was like because i played it when i was kind of getting into to gaming which i think is what this is best for at least for me like it's a game like i would play it again with people who are new pretty new to gaming and play you know with them you know through yeah. it. i you know i didn't we didn't make it through or if, or if they love co-ops or pandemic yeah. or something yeah, yeah i would something like that i would certainly play that with them but like it's not something i'd ever want to play with our group again you know to to go through that i mean i right. played enough pandemic that it kind of pandemic out i guess but but it would be something I play with them because that's where it, it, I liked it quite a bit early. It kind of got me into liking you know the game because it was a cooperative that was nice you know when getting into games having that kind of work together kind of thing. But right. again, it's not a not a game I love though, so it's fine. Uh, I forgot to mention during uh, Castles of Burgundy, did you hear they're announcing a, they announced a new one? I think it's Castles, I believe, of Tuscany is called. 
I think I saw but, yeah, something about a new it. New standalone game. Um, I don't know. There's whispers of it's lighter than it. I don't know though. He hasn't felt it. The publisher hasn't commented if it's heavier, lighter, same weight, or what mechanics it borrows or anything. Hmm. But hmm. that does interesting. Um, anyways, number one on the list, the number, number one uh, board game on Board Game Geek. The, yep, the best Ever. game of all time. Best game on planet Earth. Yep, is Gloomhaven. Do you I agree would with that? Not agree. Um, yeah, I guess I unfairly compare it to Mage Knight, and it fails in that respect for me. Um, obviously, the hype had a lot to do with it, but the combat just wasn't very interesting to me, especially compared to Mage Knight. I just felt it was very rinse and repeat. I know he's announced, was it Frosthaven? Yeah. yeah. It's called. And obviously, people are just going jigglers over that. <laughs> um, I'm not bouncing all over the jiggler. No. I'm not getting into it. I know... Yeah, it, the people who like Gloomhaven obviously are just gonna absolutely. It's gonna oh, be great. Yeah. It's gonna make right. tons and tons of money, and I think it's really cool. And the stuff that he's adding to it sounds interesting. But it's like I, that's a lifestyle yeah. game that I just can't. Yeah, and I kind of referenced it earlier, where I think this game is on this spot because of you know the investment to get into it, mm-hmm. and a lot of people that are going to invest into it. They're going to look into it and see that this is a game that they're going to really like. They're going to like the story because that's what they're into. So a lot of the ratings come from I mean, I only played a few games, them. but there like, wasn't a story, I felt like. I've seen a little bit. Now, granted, my wife and I started it. We played like five or six scenarios. We haven't played it for quite a while now. It's one that I want to play more, but we just haven't gotten it out. I started, you know, I've I've seen the story to it and kind of how it works. And not that it's like super in depth, but I well, yeah, but it's like, it's, I don't know if it's like the number one, or number two, something like that thematic game. And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I did not feel any story at all. Yeah, like the only story is like, you know, especially right as you're going into something, the most thematic game or one of the most thematic games there is. Yeah, I don't see that at all. I mean, one year. The main, the actual game, you know, is the the battling, you know, in that you know kind of that dungeon crawl type feel. Number one thematic game. Yep. Number to one it. strategy game. Like it's, I don't know how that works. <laughs> but there's no theme in the actual battling of the meat of the game. You know, between games where you're going on the road and like there's that story at the end kind of thing, maybe a little bit. And again, we Ryan, we played three times, so yeah. But I mean, the story for me should be there from the get-go. That should really be pulling me into the game and the yeah. story and the theme of it for me, for being the number one game, the most thematic game and that. Yeah. Yeah, there's some stuff I, I kind of like with it, but as a two-player game, I just, if Ryan, for us to play that, I, I think we've kind of given up any chance of doing that because yeah, there's so many happen. other two-player <laughs> games to play. And this one, not, not that each of the individual games themselves are that long but it it does take it takes forever to set up and that like i'm i'm definitely though i'm yeah, i busted out the rules again so i'm just starting to read through it again so i'm gonna basically play it solo and you can keep that, it set up and yeah, that's what i'm thinking like i can you know keep it I mean? set up you know play a game play a game the next day Do the next you know, scenario co- you know play a few yeah. you know play th- three four games in a week and then put it away kind of thing where i think i'll like that more versus 
us playing a two player taking forever to get it all set up and i know like when we're done we're like i don't want to play that again <laughs> yeah so many other games you'd rather play that yeah I this might have a chance for me to, to enjoy it a little bit more as a solo game and I'm not saying it's a bad game because the game is no. fine. It was just such a huge disappointment for me, like playing it. Um, the next closest game that I was disappointed like this in was Gaia Project. But if you listen to our review, I do still really like it. And I think with Gaia Project, the more I would play that, I would like that more and more the more I play it. Where this, I don't think that would happen. Yeah, it was definitely the most disappointing game for me when I played it because it was hyped so much and. And like you had said, Ryan, like I kind of, you know, probably unfairly was thinking it was going to be more like Mage Knight. Like I loved Mage Knight, and it's kind of seemed somewhat similar to that. But then when I played it, like the battling, like you like said, it's very repetitive there. I'm hoping, you know, as I play and get through and, you know, get through a whole bunch of scenarios, maybe 10, 12 into it, like I'll get, the, you know, the theme will come through more and I'll kind of enjoy it. So I still have some hope. It's not that I hate the game. It's just doesn't live up to the number one at least for me so tim yeah do you want to start beating me down hit me back and fending for the people uh yeah sure i would say that i obviously like this game way better than <laughs> both of you i'm not gonna say that it deserves to be number one on this list i don't like it that much i like it uh you know i've played six seven games with my wife we've been having a fun time with it you know, leveling their characters up, kind of seeing how that progression works, uh, kind of the different stuff that pops up mm -hmm. through the story. I'm not even sure how many story missions are in that scenario book, but it's pretty I think there's impressive. there's like a hundred scenarios or something like that. Not that, I don't know that you get to all of them. I don't really know. I haven't gone yeah. into it enough, but. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like how the, the card play works where you are going to play you play two cards, right? Yep. There's a top and bottom on each of them. One you'll do the top, one you do the bottom. Oh, that's right. Yep. yep. And then... Wow, you like it. You haven't played it right. <laughs> no, nah, you haven't played it in a while. It's been a while since so I played it. So. Yeah. <laughs> but then... Wow! <laughs> but what happens is when you refresh or you rest, you're going to pick that discard pile up and you're going to end up losing some cards depending on what type of rest you do. Mm -hmm. And the longer you take in this scenario that was annoying to me too the quickest really i like that yeah it's it. annoying huh. for me and just a big stickler aren't you <laughs> well it's the number one game i <laughs> expect it i i like that though because then it almost puts a timer on your scenario because you can't yeah, sit is, and kind of yeah. screw around you know you got to kind of yeah and some of the cards like the better there's a, a really good action on it that you lose the card together, it doesn't go to your discard yeah, pass. Yep, a few of them right. like that. I do like, you know, each one's very different. And as, I mean, not that we, we never really got to the point of leveling up much, um, but when you do get to that point, you can get more you're unique with it. I think, you, yeah. you know, maybe like. You get like, more cards and you get just kind of different stuff with it. Yeah. So I, I think I, I might like it more if I, you know, played it. Um, it's just. I was expecting a lot more from it, so it was a yeah. disappointing one. So not that, and again, I'd probably making it sound like I hate the game, but I definitely don't. Just I'd be uh, interested. I have trend, to adjust it's, my expectations. It's trending down for me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way. That's the only way it has trended for me, though. Yeah, yep. I was gonna say it so. started low for. I'd be interested to hear what you would say after playing, you know, three or four games solo. See if you still want to keep trying it, or if you're yeah. just gonna. I think I might need to get. 
through more than three just to see if mm-hmm. you know, that building that character, like I feel a connection to that character or something, or feel that story come to life a little bit more. That's the most thematic game there is. Yeah, it so. is. So <laughs> you got so a lot of story to dig into. Yeah. So once I get you know maybe five six plays through and. I'll uh, keep you updated. It might be a little while till I get to that More point. More thematic but. than War of the Rings 2nd Edition, huh? Yeah, according <laughs> to Board Game Geek, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, once I get 100% way through that campaign, you know, whether Tim or I, whoever gets done with that first, we'll certainly let you know. So I can <laughs> see, while I don't agree with it, why that and Terraforming and Mars are rated number one and three, but I can't see why Pandemic Legacy Season 1 is number two. The only thing I can think of is the hype. people played it, they went... Jigglers for the first Legacy game, and then they never change their rating after actually playing it a few times <laughs> or when they're done. <laughs> Anyways. But you can't keep playing after you're done, right? I mean, once yeah, you're I done, look back done, and think right? about games, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that game wasn't nearly as good as it's trending down. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Sorry. So how many of these have you played? I played 18. So I have not played 7-ish. So you've played... 18-ish? Yeah. Only because, like, Twilight Imperium 4th Edition... I didn't count that. I didn't count that. Nope. And uh, Brass Birmingham. I, I didn't count that. Okay. Yeah, I've played 16. I didn't count Twilight Imperium Did you count Brass. Agricola because you've looked into it and talked about it so much? I did not, actually. Okay. <laughs> he watched a video on it, <laughs> yeah. so he, he logged that play. Wait, that doesn't count as playing a game? <laughs> you watch? So, my favorite of the list, the most thematic game there is... War of the Ring, second edition. My favorite on the list, it's between Viticulture, Through the Ages. Make it and Twilight Struggle. Make Twilight it de- Struggle. Make a decision. Don't waffle. I don't. Well, I'll let you think on it. Mine is between it, Through the Ages, Mage Knight, and Great Western <laughs> Trail. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to say Great Western Trail, but yeah, and I'm Through s- the Ages. <laughs> but see, now you're waffling. No, I'm yeah. not. It's yeah, you're it's, waffling. It's, it's I see some waffling here. War of the Ring is number one and trending up, so we <laughs> hard. It's gonna be hard to beat that for a while. It can get beat, but it's gonna be hard. So Tim, Michael, yeah. what are your guys' favorites? Let's get the question answered. No one said this is easy. You gotta Mate. pick. You know, I'm just going to say Viticulture because that's the one I want to play right now. It's trending down for me. <laughs> for you, you asked me for my opinion. Not Don't you even pick consider Ryan's one. thoughts in your, in your answers still, here, Tim? I still like it. It's still a good game, but I just was hoping for one of the other two. Well, you didn't All get right. it. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I go back and forth. I think right now I'd probably say Through the Ages, but... I'll accept that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Did I do better than Tim? <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the one you most want to try, Michael? Oh, that's so tough. One answer. I don't know. I'm going to say it was close to being Brass Birmingham, but because I played Lancashire, so similar I enough. Know, you're trying so to not get like that. a couple little. And then let's see if I play, put in here. Uh, in there. So what one then? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Agricola. Is okay. most interested in playing. You played it though. Remember you watched the video? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I still think that should count, but you guys aren't letting me count that, so. Tim? Okay, so if I'm not going to count Twilight Imperium 4th Edition or. You can count that. I'm I'm not going to. <laughs> so the one game. So that's your most so want to play. Well, the game that I don't own that I most want to play <laughs> <laughs> is Star Wars Rebellion. I'll answer this question just as easily as I answered the first one. Uh, Star Wars Rebellion. Okay. What's That's... the one you guys least want to try? Uh, Agricola. 
Really? Yeah. Wow. Only because, like, if I look at some of the other games on this list that I've played, they're all like, oh, okay, I really want to try that one. Or Yeah, I mean, you know, I, there's nothing on this list that I absolutely am like, ooh. Right. Type of thing. And that's the only reason why I said that. Just Yeah, but Michael's most wants to play it. Well, yeah. part of my answer was just to throw that in his face. Just okay. to, Wow, doesn't yeah. he want to play I'd, I'd still play I it. guess maybe I won't get it then. It's just the, the least you le- of... You won't like it. Yeah, Tim might not like it, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mine is definitely Arkham Horror, the card game. I mean, all the others are games I'd be pretty... Definitely really excited to play, like yeah. every other one of them that I haven't played, so... So the one game on this list that I am least want to try is Arkham Horror, card game, and Seventh Continent. And wow! Oh, well, you gotta pick one. Yeah, pick one. Yeah, uh, make a decision. Um, Mister, I'm gonna be so concise do I, until would then. I, could I just play one game of it, or would I have to play through the whole thing? Because isn't Seventh Continent technically one game is the entire thing? Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I would go with Seventh Continent because I don't want to play through that whole thing. I guess. <laughs> like there is like a saving mechanism yeah. with it. If I could play for like an hour, I'd rather play Seventh Continent, I guess. But if I have to play through the whole thing. Huh, way to not answer that. Yep, that's <laughs> yep. pretty wishy-washy I, I for pulled, someone who's going after I us. I pulled at you guys. <laughs> we already talked about Tim's giveaway, and that, again, is Lords of Waterdeep with the expansion and the broken token insert. Yeah. Had, email us at duelwindgames at gmail.com. And you send have us, until April 11th. Yes, April 11th to get that in and ask us one or more Ryan's roundtable questions, some short topic questions that we can answer. If Any wanna, topic, by the if way. If you want to get in touch with us, hit us there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dual Win Games. Join the guild on BGG, that is Guild 3471. And we're going to see you guys, hopefully in a couple weeks, mm-hmm. for another episode. So on episode 33, we review On Mars, and we bring back Table Talk, what we would put on our Mount Rushmore of board gaming. And that pretty much is wide open. Yeah, I have could be no anything. idea what we're going to do for that. but Yeah, it could be what games would you put up there. We'll get into it. Should be a fun little topic to discuss. So anyways, thank you for listening. You guys have a good night. And gals, uh, everybody have a good night. (laughs) Well said. Well said. Make it through the episode, or am I? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? You look satched. I always look satched. <laughs> <laughs>